0: Welcome to the two-year anniversary podcast of the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. So for the, my guest here, we're going to be talking to microphones, maybe not, maybe not directly to the camera itself. We already recorded about 40 minutes of the ep- of our beginning of this podcast with just Wilson, Callum, and myself. Wilson is doing a virtual tasting in the room next door. Maybe you can hear him, actually. Um, laughing and grinning like a fool over Union Horse Distilling Co., which might just be... Right here. So, um, if it's your first time tuning in, if you're a long-time listener, thank you. I am a, a brand ambassador for Starward Whiskey, and I started this podcast two years ago with Wilson Torres of Union Horse Distilling Co., um, basically to continue our friendship of life, liberty, and justice for all. Or maybe that's Metallica quote, I don't know. But uh, we are now re- celebrating two years. A few people here were at our one-year anniversary podcast, which was a delightful occasion. And tonight we are celebrating two years in my basement with a lot of whiskey behind us. In potential, Callum.
1: Yes, we're back, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I was on two. I was on suspension. I was actually banned from the podcast for two yeah. and a half months. So I decided to leave. <laughs> yeah, um, it's true. United States for a little while, and now I'm back with my faves. Um. It's a- we're we getting a lot of comments coming oh, in. Uh, right. Bourbon and Rye Club said that we expect you all to be tipsy. So if you're not tipsy, please do get tipsy. Um, and then Cat Feliciano. So, <gasps> we love you, Kat. The, uh,
0: Kat, my main chick. Apparently. The audio's not working. Oh. Have we got oh. comments on that? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no one said anything about the audio. <laughs> 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 Ian, Ian got a message that the audio isn't working. Hello, can you hear me? Cat. Well, the can audio you hear isn't us?
2: working.
1: <laughs> oh, well. It's, it's coming in and
0: out. Fantastic.
1: People are asking who let Callum back on the podcast, and I feel, <laughs> I feel like, ladies and gentlemen, this might actually be this might actually be a sign that I'm not supposed to be here. We can't get the tech to work, although that was. Are we good? Jake, not only not only our director, not only our creative director, not only our producer, not only our <laughs> <laughs> our creative writer, ladies and gentlemen, but also our technical assistant.
0: <laughs> oh, what a terrible, terrible life. I am sorry for that. I don't We're know. We're back. We had a microphone plugged in to the phone to make sure that we pick up our audio from being six feet away from the table that we're talking to because we're talking to these microphones for the computer to record the podcast, but technology is a bitch. So um, I apologize to all of that because we've been leading this up for quite a while. I promise that our tasting on March 5th will not have these technical problems. <laughs> I really, really hope so um, with Apple Hour, Eugene Horse, and of course Star Ward as we are celebrating our two-year anniversary with a 15-person whiskey tasting coming up here next week. But, uh, yeah, thank you for all for being here. I'm sorry that I wasn't here at the beginning of our my own Instagram live. <laughs> it's all right. Well, I'm talking to Mike. It's trying a lot of
3: work to be aged 24 months. All good.
0: <sighs> it's my, my whole entire life right there. But, um, yeah, I'm glad we could be here to celebrate. Um, I think, Jamie, you're going to need to text Bob and tell him to call – my wife to get in because my Does phone Is you your wife's m- number. 100%. Yeah, she's on the front gate. <laughs> 100%. Bob definitely ha- Bob definitely has Britney's number. 100%. <laughs> okay. Literally, that's why I said 100%, so, what, it wasn't a Jenny, joke. I, I would like I, so I think you were actually only the, the second woman we had on our podcast. Um looking back oh, yeah, in, back yeah the, in the, the beginning. Ar- back in the archives in episode 13 or so.
4: Yeah, and I sent you an outline.
0: You did a very in-depth two-page outline about what we should be talking about on the podcast. Yeah, but um,
4: OCD hits hard sometimes.
0: <laughs> and that how strictly did you follow it? the outline?
4: <laughs> pretty, pretty well. Pretty well, honestly.
0: Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah,
4: we didn't get to everything. Yeah, and, understandably. But
0: well, is there anything you want to go back to and turn? <laughs> <on? laughs>
4: no, I'm good. I do have a warm-up exercise okay. for everyone if we're ready.
1: Hmm. I think we're ready. <laughs> why do you have the headphones on just because i love listening to you so essentially
4: i'm gonna do like a rapid fire here so we we um i'll come up with a category or a question and we all come with an answer i'm going to say ahead of time no one is allowed to mention their own brands
0: Mm. can we say somebody else's brand yes
1: no, Ooh, it gets spicy. How do you
4: pronounce so and if and war? if you screw up Happy if, you, hour, if you screw up, hour, right? like first first screw up you have
1: to take a drink.
4: Yes. First thing that comes to mind guys okay okay. So uh, go to order at the dirtiest dive bar. I'll start high life and a shot of old granddad.
0: I think it's
1: everyone here yeah. Okay wait but it's but can we call it what it's actually called and a low life? A little a <laughs> oh, Chicago go, handshake. If you go into sportsmen's and you ask for a, low is life, it old they'll...
4: granddad for everyone though?
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I honestly had I that. I literally had life. that on Saturday night at Rebel and Rye. Okay. I, I also so think know, uh, for me, was beautiful.
1: <laughs> for me, my my favorite my favorite dirty shot at uh, dive bar, it's always for a net. Like, yeah, you know when you've had a few drinks know, and you're like, oh, I need something good. else to spice it yeah. up. Cat Feliciano, yeah, yeah. we're looking at you.
0: So, okay, we're um, looking at you.
4: Don't f- knock a pink, a pink taco. If really the, the last time if you're really trying to party with the gals. The
0: last time I threw up, which was about two months ago, because of Cat, uh, um, because we did a sh- shots and shots of Fernet. I couldn't oh, make it into I my there? house, and I literally threw up next to my stairs, in front of our front door. Was I with you guys? Yeah, one yeah, yeah. It was after. we have seen us both decline. It was after our world whiskey. Cat just took a shot. For net for oh, <laughs> hey! Uh, I
4: don't. Okay, really, i don't um, having liqueurs down here. So next one, favorite cocktail order across the board when you walk into a bar if you
5: have to order a cocktail.
0: Brett, start us off.
3: Boulevardier.
0: Of Ooh. Um, Ian.
5: Old fashioned.
0: Old fashioned for me. I with bourbon. Abadoura 12. Shut whiskey up. <laughs> <I'm kidding>.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding
1: <laughs> I knew that I was Going to get a reaction I knew I was Going to get a reaction I'm so proud of myself
0: Ladies and gentlemen oh.
1: Favourite <laughs> Favourite cocktail
0: oven? I guess? Whiskey Whiskey sour
1: I do love a whiskey sour. No? Rest but, whiskey you
4: know. sour, egg white only, though. Oh if yeah, no d- egg white, you're We're out.
0: We're professionals But, there. I mean,
1: to be honest, though, like, if I go into a really dirty, dirty dive bar, sometimes I'll just get a Cuba Libre. Like, a little bit of rum and Coke. Yeah. Like, come on, baby. You know,
0: I... Can't I, hurt. I,
1: can't before, hurt. Before I even started working in the in the booze business, and I watched Cocktail with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. I <gasps> knew it.
4: A wonderful movie. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we
0: should all tell Flare some poetry. cocktailing?
4: In <laughs> poetry. I texted Bob one night, like paragraphs about how player cocktailing used to come back and he just didn't answer i think he thought i was really drunk bob you?
1: are you listening to us because i know he's arriving soon <laughs> um but yeah so oh, the, basically could
0: uh, it may have harrison's phone number as well because he's arriving in
4: pious oh yeah who invited the old hag me i can't read that
1: <laughs> um so basically i remember watching it as a young lad being like uh, what is what is the cupola libre you know and then, like, all of a sudden, Tom Cruise is being like, it's a rum and coke. Why couldn't you just say rum and coke? And now I love going to bars and being like, Kubali. Have
4: you been to the Duck Inn in Chicago? <laughs> oh, in yes, Fridgeport? you have. So they do, um, I don't remember what they call it, but it's essentially a large cup with oh, coke, no, tequila. What is
0: happening with Instagram Live? Do we pause? Not yet. We're still going? My phone's just. Dist-
4: so coke, tequila, a bunch of salt, and a knife. <laughs> all together and they give yeah, you the knife pass. with it and it's does? actually delicious and it's like half tequila um, hmm.
5: drink. yes
1: <laughs> yeah um but sorry what were you gonna say jamie please
4: well i just i have more icebreakers. oh I go ahead go ahead come on let's, let's so, dance um mm-hmm. this one i was really excited about and it goes against most things i believe in what is your guilty, my answer does, what is your guilty pleasure cocktail? We're oh. talking no one in the industry will ever see you, but you want this cocktail. I'll go first. Chocolate martinis. They're delicious. Second, grasshoppers, if you're from Wisconsin. I like a grasshopper. A frothy milkshake essentially
1: I, I i'm a big to be honest i have been a sucker in my time um for a screwdriver
4: oh that's a good one yeah. like
1: and i feel i feel like it is a guilty pleasure but the one that i was gonna say that's know, really wilson
4: drinks the whiskey and orange juice yeah. every sunday <laughs>
1: um that'll make me vomit um
4: but every the one sunday. one
1: thing that i would say one one uh Drink that i would say that i've never really asked for but it's a long island iced tea mm.
4: they're not bad <laughs> they're really not they're really good so really and good. my ultimate tip for everyone on when you want to figure out what your guilty pleasure cocktail is you go to an all-inclusive because mm. there are no rules yeah. there are no rules and they only know how to make the old school things
3: yep. <laughs> brett a mimosa if
1: that counts okay oh uh, no that's come on but you, you, you'd be seen you'd be seen drinking an mimosa if someone offered you a mimosa you'd be like yeah, yeah that's right. okay
3: but like
4: I'm not gonna drink a chocolate martini with like drizzled I mean shit.
0: Manhattan is delicious by the way
4: guilty pleasure I, 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 I well, mean
1: Manhattan is very very delicious but I don't feel like like you know, a Sex on the Beach, a Miami Vice, or a yeah, Long Island Vice team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like all, like those, all those. Those. Like with yeah. the ones a little the A daiquiri little with a floater of Myers on top? <laughs> yeah. Don't, yeah, don't like get me wrong. Umbrella Anything
4: that lights on fire, I'm in. Jimmy,
0: <laughs> Jamie, what, Sambuca Sambuca what, what did you bring that I can drink that's n- new or not mine? The Sonoma not,
4: oh, the... Um,
0: all right. Yeah. yeah. This
4: is from the UK, the Lakes Distillery.
0: Ooh. Oh, really?
1: Cat oh, Cat Feliciano yep. says AMF.
0: Yeah. Adios, yeah, motherfuckers. The and <laughs> then
4: they're blended.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm um, so, what other questions do you have about.
4: Uh, you want me to do more? Yeah, okay. I like, I I like, my, oh, please. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian.
5: Actually, I don't know if it qualifies, but a Kentucky mule, by far. Oh,
3: yeah. Far. Oh, yeah, that well,
1: qualifies. Don't know it. Please explain.
5: Oh, just, I mean, a Moscow mule made with. Uh, have, I mean.
1: That yeah. sounds amazing.
5: With uh, any kind of bourbon, yeah. dude. That yeah. sounds amazing. Higher that can't be a guilty pleasure. Um, all summer, all summer. Yeah.
1: I the thing is, though, what what about this, though? What about this? I know, you, and because I know where you're going, guilty pleasure in the sense that, like, if the boys see you drinking it, they're like, "Dude, what is going on?" Kitty O'Shea's
4: Cosmo. Oh, it's boozy as fuck. Far- a oh, good yeah. Cosmo can be really good for sure if it's boozy.
1: We got we <laughs> got AMFs things. from Cat Feliciano. Like an adios, motherfucker? You ever had one of those? Wow. Why? Uh, why would you oh, have one? Oh, I <laughs> thought she
4: was saying adios. <laughs> no, no, an
0: AMF. That's, that's what a cocktail? They're called. Yeah, yeah. I think has, elaborate. What is it? Cat, can cat you cat elaborate on
1: an AMF? And also, I think, what's that clear thing called? Clear?
0: Truly. No.
1: Clear. <laughs> clear. Oh. Everclear, Everclear, Everclear. 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 Uh, uh, AMFs have Everclear.
0: Um,
4: oh, that's like uh, what do they call it in college? The well, what did you Jungle ju- Juice.
0: Oh yeah, what did you drink, Jamie, before you started drinking fine whiskeys?
4: Well, that's a bad, bad thing to ask because man. when I turned sixteen, Uncle Marty moved to Ireland and gave me his PT loser That's a cruiser, and he left cases of Johnny Walker in the back. And so I drank uncle a lot of Johnny Marty. Walker and orange juice in oh. high school. Wow, that's weird. Uh might explain where I am today.
0: Mm.
4: Um but moving on, guys. So my final and last You're, of the icebreaker. Speaking
0: of your uncle, uh I was over at his house about a month or so ago. Yes. And he started giving me a lot of his bottles. Dude, he's and gifting him away. And he's there was, a gifting man. There was a, I believe a vodka or gin. That had an orange,
4: orange V. Did yes. you get orange V vodka?
0: Oh, he's trying to give it to me, and he's like, "I'm like, I think so I'm okay." He's Dave like, Schmier. "But Jamie loves it."
4: Yeah, <laughs> no, because Dave oh, Schmier, Dave Schmier. Oh. yes, the founder soon. of Indie Spirits soon Expo, soon to be on the
0: podcast someday. Uh-huh. Um,
4: Dave Schmier. So he was. He also was one of the founders of Redemption Rye before it yeah. joined Dutch. So like yeah. the and man, not and not he's not got Tumbling fun. Dice, yeah. the monk. Tum- I
0: Tumbling, yeah. uh, tumbling Dice is upstairs. Dave yep. And Knew Great stuff. Yeah,
4: tons of stuff, um, but he did an Orange V Vodka stint, and I uh, I was a runner in college, and Orange V Vodka and Got Orange Gatorade just really went well together. There, there that was, was my drink.
1: There's one, I think it's called the Ice Pick or something, where it's vodka and green tea and loads of ice, Ooh. and dude, it is like... I remember my that room- great. my roommate in California made it for me and he was like, Oh dude, do you want an ice pick? And I was like, Yeah, what is it? And he was basically like he was like, Oh, you know, it's it's vodka and green tea and I was like, That doesn't sound great. I tried it and it's like crack. <laughs> it, like you taste a little bit of it and you're like, Oh dear God, like oh, this is gonna be a long again. Night.
0: I think we might give up the Instagram live here.
3: Um, I got a quick question. and Are you and still the um, acting host of there the Chicago go. Independent Spirit Show? I am, yes. Right. Yeah. One year so. in and then it's it's ended. I know. It was rough. Well, what was what the was one thing different? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to play some blame. I'm just saying. I know. I you know, know. Your uncle handled it for a whole, whole many lives.
4: Yeah,
0: and then I just ruined it. And, and
4: now we have it had nothing to chance. do with the
3: pandemic. Oh. <laughs>
0: I apologize for the poor connection, everybody. We are experiencing some technical difficulties at Instagram Live. I appreciate everybody tuned in for the first half hour or so. Should uh try it on my phone. um we can try it on your phone, but it's gonna be a pain in the ass yeah, to try to uh we sell thank you for celebrating with us this two years of this podcast and drinking with us, especially you, Mikey, who is in Wilson's tasting right now. <laughs> oh wow and watching us at the same time. So simultaneously uh, drinking whiskey and enjoying probably this terrible conversation we're having because of Instagram live. And it's going dead again. So before it signs off, thank you everybody. And whoever's going to be on the pod or on the tasting next Friday. Can't wait to see you there. I'll be on zoom. So no technical difficulties involved with that. Cheers guys. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers
1: guys.
4: Should we do one last icebreaker?
1: Wait, hold on. Cause this is class bacon martinis at the double down saloon in Las Vegas. Ooh. You win. That, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds damn good, yeah. I'm, I'm. To be honest, I'm a sucker for anything like that. Anything that's going to be sweet and dirty and like you know, it's, <laughs> you know, you it's,
4: too, man. You, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be dirty.
1: You know, you know it's gonna take a few years off your life, basically. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you when you yeah. when you sit down a big one of those, like the other one as well that I'm I'm really impartial like I'm really partial to line. is espresso martinis. You know? Oh,
4: fabulous! Yeah, like
1: have a few of those on a like on a Saturday when you're hungover and you're back. You're
4: back. You're you're absolutely. No,
1: What's your last? Um. um so my very
4: ice. last is, we are going in to a year of a gigantic disease pandemic and we're going to be shut down never happen. <laughs> liquor stores are shut down restaurants are shut down and you are allowed one bottle mm. to get you through that year now i will say just for purposes of this question we are not going to put uh like abv in it in consideration, it so matter. it doesn't matter you if it's cast strength or because I could understand if you're like a logical person, you're gonna go cast strength out a little water,
1: bit, of water down a little bit, yeah.
4: Um, go.
1: Easy one for me, Malort. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: uh to be honest, going away from my brand and not allowed to pick any from Pernod, right? Uh, I probably go with the glenn G the Signet okay uh super easy drinking like really really neat really tidy uh really really great whiskey got a lot of flavor um either that or Ballantine's 17 year old it's like got a little bit of peat to it which i actually like nowadays i'm starting to move myself into the world of peat uh but yeah one of those it would have to be a whiskey for me 100 percent or a scotch oh yeah does
3: pete know you're working your way into his world yeah
1: i mean i (laughs) To be honest, I spoke to Pete last night. That's um,
3: <laughs> a, a great starter. So,
1: yeah, that's, that's decent. that'll not. For
3: me,
4: it's going oh. to be. There is one whiskey that just makes my heart tickle. Um, Compass Box Flaming Heart.
1: Yeah, they've got some smashers, man. The
4: Flaming yeah. Heart. I don't. I tried it one day, and you know when you know you like a whiskey is when you try it at a whiskey event, and it's and really it's like good. your thirtieth whiskey, yeah. and you're like, damn, this that's, is good. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how
0: Peerless Three Year was for me. The Three okay. Year Rye. Yeah, actually, at um, your old showcase of events.
4: Sound not over, baby. It's coming back.
0: <laughs> All right, <laughs> live on virtual Zoom, 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 Zoom. No, but I remember zoom, having it zoom, there. So it was definitely one of those standouts at the end of the night, still uh, able to affect my palate in a positive way because usually it's yeah. a negative way and Marty yelling on the microphone. <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah the the especially when you i mean i'm interested to hear what you guys say because especially when you're at like a whiskey event and it, like there's a whiskey that impresses you that's always that's the one eh? because you, yeah. you've been drinking great stuff all night and all of a sudden you're like oh wow like this one is really really special what about you
5: um i mean for me it's super easy too i mean it's the deathbed dram it's Springbank 10 all the way Ah uh, yeah all the way uh it's it's just got everything i love about whiskey all wrapped up in one bottle Oop, yeah so uh, yeah, easy, Brett. Um,
3: probably Anok Twenty Two would be uh, something from Anok or Bob Blair. But if yeah, if I had to pick, probably Anok Twenty Two is just that's all I get that touches on all the notes I needed to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good single malt flavor, classic age, good oak. Yeah, I, if I yeah, if that was all I could drink for a year, that would
4: and maybe, uh, and. I I'm going to during my pandemic, our pandemic, Ian's pick from the beer cellar. No, and I'm not just saying this. The Wilderness Trail Bourbon rocked my world. That bottle was gone like in a week and a half. And my fiance too, he couldn't stop drinking it. Like that is one of the best barrel picks I've ever tried.
5: That so yeah, that was a pick from a tasting I can't take credit for that that was one of their Christmas casks but it was a really good one that I definitely had to bring in for sure I mean Um, phenomenal yeah it's that is such a quality whiskey like I
4: but that specific one because I've bought others from other places and like I still dream of that one
5: yeah are
4: there bottles left
5: uh there are okay so yeah just you just make sure that you check the uh send me a picture of the side label and I'll make sure that you get the right one okay
1: yeah, because you don't want to get the wrong. You <laughs> <laughs> don't want to go through all that. Especially if you're in a pandemic for a year and you're exactly. locked up. And you've got the wrong bottle. It. God damn it's it.
4: It's going to be terrible. <laughs>
1: Um, there's well, also- what was the question? So you, you're basically going to be locked up for a year, 365 days, closed doors. You can only drink one bottle of whiskey. What is it?
4: <sighs> there's no access to any other alcohol. You get this. And the other thing is that we're not taking into consideration like cast strength, 80 proof, whatever. Because you'd go cast strength and water it down if you're a logical person. Oh, so playing that I'd case.
0: probably go Booker's then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so we we can't water it down, or we can water it down. You I mean, can, it
4: doesn't matter. But, it, it just but doesn't cast matter. strength isn't in consideration. I
0: probably go Booker's then. Yeah, that'd be an easy pick for me.
1: I mean, uh, the one one that I definitely swithered on, and it's on the bourbon side, is Pinhook you
0: know what i mean like oh yeah
1: oh it had such a massive we have like, a full
0: ball right there
1: we talk about it well kill it I, I love talking about it when i was in the dr i 100%. spoke to so everybody that loves whiskey out there i was talking to them about it and you know people are ordering it like getting it sent to miami and getting it couriered over um because i think it's one of the first you know like you said about you know when you're in a whiskey tasting and all of a sudden you see a whiskey that or you taste the whiskey that just blows your mind so for me when i first came out here and i was just trying bourbon after bourbon after bourbon after bourbon i was just like yeah they're, they're good right but like i don't get the hype and then all of a sudden i tried pinhook and i was like oh okay like this is was what it's it about bourbon
0: or, exactly. or
3: the
1: rye i think it might be in the rye actually yeah, the yeah. Rye humor, yeah. but what? even still you know the, both those sides of the both those you know the rise and the bourbons i wasn't really falling in love
3: like episode 80 something where it was all bourbons they all taste the same is that the quote
0: Ooh, i think so
1: Crush. i mean I, I'm, I'm fairly sure that you've misquoted me there <laughs> however however the 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 interpretation of the quote is very very close you know the interpretation of the quote but um i mean you know
5: what can i say <laughs> as, as, as another single malt guy here i'm gonna defend Calem on this and just say that the spectrum of flavors in bourbon is much more predictable mm-hmm. than the spectrum scotch, of flavors yeah. in an unknown scotch or single malt in general. Right, so and, and it's crazy to think God the layout
0: of, <laughs> lay of the land of Scotland compared to the length of the United States ge- geographically, yeah. how bourbons have a similar note to them all across the country.
5: But look at the spectrum of the rules. Oh yeah, that's what it is yeah. right there. Yeah, which we've I had in many comments. Yeah, Oklahoma, boom, there you go. That's where. That's, yeah. That's where. The I don't holes. know though.
4: I feel like we're all moving towards this. Like I get it. Green apple praline. We've had it. Can we find well, something new? <laughs> one <laughs> I, one thing.
1: One thing as well that I think, and it, and it's like you say, and you know, the, the, the spectrum of the rules is so so important. I think bourbon really had back when there were more rules i think it had so much it had so much more going for it because now it's way i don't want to say it's easy to launch one but there's a so bourbon? much more access oh uh, like a bourbon yeah. right whereas in scotch you're talking about three years man you know um there's no there's no kind of mgp type uh, distilleries mm-hmm. in scotland you know you could talk about diageo um, well, but the, diageo doesn't have a. Sp- like, but like yeah, I mean, you can, you can, sc- you can source, like, you can think, source, the but like, would be the Camp- distilleries. well, yeah. Campbell, Campbell Bridge, right? Campbell Bridge yeah. and, um, and, um, yeah. oh, Strathallen, no, not Strathallen, anyway, Strathclyde, 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 Strathclyde yeah. grain, you know, those are humongous, 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 humongous grain distilleries, and they're obviously doing that, but those are the blends. Now, if you're single malt, that doesn't exist, that's not, that's not a possibility, you can't have sourced whiskey as a single malt and that's part of the beauty of it and it's part of the difficulty of launching brands now there's two sides to that argument there's side number one where you get this this great quality you know it takes two years 10 years whatever it might be um and it's and you know the quality's fantastic and the drinks taste good but then there's side two the other side of that coin is that one of the beautiful things that i think about american whiskey is that there are so many great like there are like pin you know one just at a left field you know you ne- that's not a massive brand like and that, and and right. in, in, in in Scotland, that's nigh impossible to do, you know. Yeah.
4: But well, you know, I think that we take for granted. I do, right? So I'm 28 now. I'll be right. 29 um, next month. But let's be honest. <laughs> let's <us> be on. <laughs> when I first popped. Hold on, in,
1: guys. Jamie got asked out tonight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I still got it. <laughs> oh. Thank
0: you, Lyft driver. Um. We paid him. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Earlier was Uber. The, uh, now the story has changed. It's Lyft. Oh. It's Lyft because I'm
4: kicked out of Uber. I can't figure it out. But... <laughs> you know, um,
1: I bet you we could. <laughs> you give us five minutes in your Uber account, we would figure it out uh, all of a sudden.
0: Uh, don't what don't I'm give me going that. I to
4: say though is like so much of my history comes from like working with local distilleries. Like yeah. I started out in Riverside, uh, Illinois, and then over in Baraboo, Wisconsin. And young whiskeys were just things that I drank all of the time. And at the time, you know, seven years ago, we were just getting to that point of like each state was getting, um, you know distillery get togethers for that state because there were enough. So there were five to 10 distilleries per state, let's say. And now we're at the point coming from, you know, half of it being on the consulting side every day we get a new inquiry. And I feel as though older whiskeys and MGP have actually, um, in the past, I would say like three years have now made a comeback. Like yeah. at first, everyone wanted to try their local stuff. Everyone wanted to try the younger whiskey. You're making it home. We get it. You're not sourcing. That was cool. We all remember the issue that happened with Templeton Rye that they weren't yeah. transparent. They didn't tell. Right.
1: They didn't tell anybody. No, you know?
4: everyone's transparent. And sometimes it's like, well, we get that you're transparent, but we also don't want an 11 month old whiskey.
1: Okay, so and it's
4: I just I think the the evolving has been so interesting. And the last part of it is. The pandemic, the one positive coming out of this is it is shutting down some of these small guys that weren't that serious in the first place. Oh, yeah. So here's something. And there are people who were serious and were shut down. I don't mean to diminish. Yeah.
0: Well, but there were people that were in it for the money, the quick money right away to sell the company
1: so one thing that i think kind of ties into that right is that scotch and irish whiskey went through this 150 years ago yeah mm-hmm. right now the, the now obviously there were positives and negatives are back then right where there were scotch and uh, scotch distilleries popping up all over the place of course the access to information and the access to education was way way less right however um you know, And I think one of the big things about this year is that, and that yeah, you touched America on- America was going through the same thing in the 1860s as well. And but and, and obviously the, those rules from that time have kind of hung on, right? That three-year minimum age, I think it was 1919 that the Scotch Whiskey Association decided, mm. right, do you know what? Enough of this, right? We can't yeah. do this forever. Like we can't just have distilleries popping up left and right. But one thing that you uh, mentioned that I think is so, so interesting, and it's definitely something that I found over the quarantine was that, like you know at the start of quarantine we were all lost everybody was like what the fuck are <laughs> we are doing we do? lads?" like what the fuck is going on right and then all of a sudden the people that were interested in whiskey or whatever your passion was whether it was photography running whatever people started to fall into these passions now the whiskey Dick's the whiskey lovers we will talk about that The whiskey lovers, um, the whiskey lovers started to go online because it was all they had to do. You know, they were working at home and, you know, people are, people are going on the Scotch Whiskey Association website. They're looking at like whiskey.com, whiskey advocate, you know, all the whiskey icons, all these different websites. And they're looking at these different whiskeys and they're saying, oh, wait wait a minute, actually, this whiskey comes from MGP or this whiskey comes from X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to learn about it. And now the education level is ridiculous. You know, there was yeah. a, recently I was on a tasting with a guy, and he started talking about high gravity fermentation, <laughs> and and he wasn't he wasn't like showing off. Like he was just like to, usually in the past, if someone puts their hand up and they talk about strains of barley or species of oak or whatever, they're trying to show off. Yeah. This guy was genuinely curious, and I was like, man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to be honest with you. I am not qualified to answer that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, Caleb, I mean, I am interested to see though how many people do you think in 2020 bought. A tiny still.
0: Hmm. I know one guy. I'm sure did. so many people. I know maybe, one guy.
4: There's got to be tons. Danny, I know? love you. Um, but I don't know. I hope in some way, if we can find a positive, we're weeding through some of this. Um, and it just like from the consulting side with it, it's like if you don't have the money. By the way, guys, if anybody didn't know, Jamie's a consultant.
1: Well, I think Jamie, the positive of
0: it is that we broaden our horizons with this industry and said we don't have to focus on just the on and off presence uh, premise there is a whole new presence online that yes. we need to deal with yeah
1: that's something that i think and brett i'm sure you can speak I mean, a lot more to this but the well, e-commerce side guys yeah, right? I I this is a it new travels world over you to know? like
4: in-person small tasting Bre- so that we're doing has, like 20 to 30 person yeah at bennie's because i remember a time at bennie's where i was calling my dad and my Thirteen uncles to show up to fill the room for a tasting. <laughs> I
0: was there. No, but it, and I went because I actually was really interested interested in that whiskey of Wayne Gretzky. Um, truly I was. not Truly was. In. Truly was. No, but you're, uh, before you start, I want to give you credit to how you opened my eyes to the online premise, which we're calling it now on this podcast over the last few months, and I'm sure other people are too you told you told us on this podcast in like episode 33 34 about how we need to start branching out and reaching out to these people online because this is where the new growth point is and this is before the pandemic this is a year and a half before the, before the pandemic and we were yeah we were we were posting on instagram we were posting on twitter we were posting on facebook and having conversations but not in-depth conversations we weren't treating it for real as we are now
3: yeah no i think the pandemic i think sped it up but it, you, what you want to call the the virtual premise or the home premise um online premise online premises you call it right i call it i think we call it the home i premise trademarked now, but, that um you saw it coming with i mean the world is so small now yeah. and and there's access to people i mean you look at our friends in the bourbon alliance they're spread out <sighs> Yeah, through, i think seven or eight states right um, but they do events weekly um for even pre-pandemic they did events regularly and it was headed that way Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately you know we've lost a lot of our our in life or real life events that i'm sure will come back in some version here by the end of the year but it's too big of an area to ignore and and i think as brands like ours it's it's a tasting the more we can get liquid to lips and get people to know what we have they might not go out and buy it but at least then they know what it is and they're telling a friend or it helps grow their education based on what rye is or or cherry wood smoked, and, and you know, yeah. then for people like Ian gives his customers another way to experience shopping and being a customer of the beer seller without having right. to just sit on the beer, on the bar stool or, or walk in and buy a six-pack and leave. Now it's a, kind of a full 360 And from a experience. business
4: side, I mean, like, we, with the beer seller, we had Adam, the whiskey maker and owner, like, doing the full event, and he didn't have to fly out here, stay yeah. a day while he has young kids. Like, he, like... It, it 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 has opened all of our eyes to virtual.
0: Yeah, and I think the virtual experience is great, and I think it's something to um, to access and to be a part of for sure. But at the same time, that human element, it can't it can't be lost. I I I, I love it. I, I I crave it almost at this point in my life where I want to be in front of. I, I, I went I was, at your, I was at your store the other day actually, and you weren't there and. Matt just, like, came up and gave me a fist bump, and I was like,
5: that feels so good. Yeah. It, it,
0: it, it's, it, it can't be lost on us at all.
5: No, and, and that's but
0: the, the virtual element's great. We did a virtual tasting in all transparency as well with you guys, and it was, you know, one of my top three tastings of the last three to four months where some of them are... There's, like, those that great category, it went well category,
5: and let's never do that again. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, like, personally, and I know that... You know, you guys feel the same way. I can't wait to get back in person for tastings. Yeah. Um, but I there will never not be a time for virtual tastings. Oh, I think being able to have people joining from around the world and being a part of it, um, there's there's always something where you can bring people in who don't have the ability to have that kind of access to these distilleries. There's extension to somewhere. I, I just had a guy email me from a local group
0: today. And he was saying how one guy drove out to um, Gold Eagle Liquors, which is an hour away from the city, to buy eight bottles of their barrel pick of Star Ward. because after our tasting, like I just want to go try it. It's like
5: you can't replace that. Yeah, I mean it's it's incredible. We've the uh, you know the response that we've had from the virtual tastings has been overwhelmingly positive. And um, let's do them. I'm up for it. I. Callum, I have been on an absolute Aberlauer kick at home lately. Oh, it's man. been, I, I've fallen back in love with the Batch 62 of the Abuna. Oh. I mean, it's, it's, it was such batch a good 62? Batch 62. Yeah,
1: it good. won the award, right? It won a, a 99 I, of 100. I
5: actually don't know. I, I I didn't know that. I just know that it, I love it. Should we open the Abuna Alba? So he gets a cup and uh, sure. Um, yeah. No, and and uh, well, that's something I
0: wanted to talk to you guys about anyway from the beer cellar about doing a World Whiskey Day.
5: Uh, in okay uh, yeah we've we've kind of talked about yeah. this before yeah. a little but bit it's, it's,
4: it's business in real life guys involve, i, do I you know want
5: what? to involve so what i've One what this podcast has, what has, what
0: has all been always been about and i'm sorry to reiterate again an hour and a half into this episode is community and sharing friendship and whiskey together as we all grow together and i represent a Truly new world whiskey category Calum is in the scotch category Jamie is American whiskey Brett obviously with more focuses on rye whiskey Give but me two
4: months I'm working on my importing license Well that's fantastic <laughs>
0: Um and obviously St. George as well and other brands you've in the past too, That one reached out into international categories. But it was about how how can we bring these brands up together? And not just about bringing the brands up, but like hanging out with your friends, having a great time and spreading the good word that is our individual distilleries to the mass public. The other day, a guy DM'd me on Facebook and said, I've been seeing Star Wars everywhere. Not in because of you. because I see your post. I see things that you're, you're tagged in, whatever it might be. And I had never bought a bottle. Should I? And he asked me, he goes, Should I buy a bottle? I'm like, Well, up to you. I, I would say yes. And as a, yeah. <laughs> on a very biased opinion, yes. Um, absolutely. Please go buy a bottle because it'll only help us. As, but if you're a whiskey curious drinker, 100%. And if we can bring in rye, bourbon, scotch, New World whiskey together and talk about it on a platform um, with a lot of synchronicity built into it. And then as we have Wilson in the background, too, talking about some American whiskey. What else would be better? Absolutely. Hey, well, I
4: think World Whiskey is—it's.
0: We're taking over, baby.
4: It's—it's it's interesting, yeah. Because not I not to be misogynist,
0: but the time is baby. now. Yes, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you would—you would—you would <laughs> call me baby mean, there, you, right?
0: I would call my wife babies. baby. Please, you hey, please is, tell is, me you would have called is, me baby. Is that. the wife coming on the podcast?
1: The wife.
3: The executive. Producer? Jake's wife.
0: <laughs> executive producer should been promoted. <laughs> but
4: what I was going to say is so. Four years ago now, I represented uh, Bastille whiskey, which is a French whiskey. Um, And I remember getting it placed in accounts and they'd be like, well, where do we put it? And now almost every account has a world whiskey section. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, we're talking Indian single malts. We're Japanese. Taiwanese. Uh, well, half, uh, Australian. Australian. half Japanese
5: whiskey just became world whiskey this week. Oh, know so. it's huge. <laughs> well, right. well, let's also talk, though, as well. That's when we big, talk uh,
0: about
1: Indian whiskey, I mean, Indian whiskey, I, I had my first ever taste of Officers Club. Uh, recently have you ever tried officers club no Uh, i have not actually so it sells 35 million Mm -hmm. nine liter cases every year
0: it's a big isn't it one of the biggest so it's an argument that it's not whiskey
1: it's not completely whiskey because it's uh, it's molasses as well but they mix it with scotch they mix so it's indian whiskey mixed with scotch it's like a blend of indian and scotch whiskey and um it sells 35 million cases than that one is is it decent, and dude? And it's, oh, yeah. and it's
4: actually. I mean, I'd rather have that than bad. Screwball be the next. Big it's actually not bad at all. You know, like Agreed. I'd rather have that than a flavored Screwball. How close are you gonna get? <laughs> so
0: close.
3: I uh, ahead, yeah, I'm just curious. What post-COVID? I think there's a way to do virtual plus real and mix it all in together. Whether it's we do a Keenan Lake live from from Never again. Sonoma, you know, all right. But you you do an episode from Sonoma, but then you have people come in. And there's a virtual tasting piece partnered with the beer cellar. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. guys are there picking a barrel in Sonoma, but we have samples back. Mm. So there's a That's whole, a you know, it's it's going to become a hybrid, or maybe then Adam can't get here. Brad, but I've given up my <laughs> but I'm just I no, think I get what you're
4: saying, Brett. And like a no. part of that too is going to be scary. Of like the best whiskeys will win. It's no longer what you right. have access to. It's like you better have. It better taste
3: good. I want to be kind one of those, like John Glazier used to do GSMs from Scotland oh, yeah. in over Skype. Why and wouldn't you? Yeah, right Now it's going to be, hey, I got 25 I in-person or, seats, yeah. um, and I got Kat 25 Kat says virtuals. that
4: cold brew and screwball are good, and I do have to take my foster <laughs> um, dog to the vet at 9 a.m. tomorrow, so I'll try I will. Uh,
0: <laughs> I will definitely vouch for her that uh, Mr. Black and, sc- and screwball is a delicious combination. Shout out to my Australian friends. Do you mean friends.
4: Nola Coffee Liqueur by St. George? If we're oh gonna be oh name oh name oh brands oh. out here, you know, I don't I, wor- I don't ain't. work
0: for them. I'm not Australian. I just represent an Australian whiskey distiller that might be a few hundred miles away from them. <laughs> but
1: one thing one thing Brett that I think that you mentioned is super super important um, is this this idea that you know I did a hybrid tasting last week. What does that mean? Uh, when it's yeah. when we did a we had an on premise account that did ten people that were having a meal. They were in there having to meet you hold that while I'm chatting because I feel like I'm just like pointing at people <laughs> around me. But we had, we had 10 people into an on-premise account in Massachusetts, right? They had a big TV. Then we had 50 people log in.
4: That's awesome. Right? Yeah.
1: And and then we had Graham. We had a guy called you know, Ricky. Graham. Fucking Graham, man. We had Ricky Scott, who's the visitor center uh, manager in Aberlour. And then we had a, a technician from the distillery, Darren Brown, log in. Right? And guys, like it was one of the best. it's probably the best received event I've ever been to virtually. Because essentially I was just MC and, and I mean you guys I don't know if you guys have ever met Graham, but he just like he'll just talk and talk and talk and talk and give and give stories all like all he can, you know? And I, I think... know that you don't want it. I know that you don't yeah, want it.
4: But I don't. But I, I get it. It is the I future. Mean, and it's if you like... live
1: if you live in if you live in, you know, Bumfuck Arizona, then and, and there's a, your favorite Your favorite whiskey distillery is going live.
4: Dude, my five-year-old niece can make movies on the iPhone for, like, slideshow. Like, I ask her to help me now. And she mutes and she does school on Zoom. So it's like, this is the future. There is no more in person. And it really sucks for me because I'm really bad at technology. But, like, my children, like, they're going to get technology tutors right away. Jamie,
5: you should have been on me doing the Starward tasting. And apply. you would not Why? believe how good you are at technology because I absolutely butchered it from time no. to time. <laughs> yes, I was, I I was I was trying to catch up at times. Uh, yeah, we had we had some technical difficulties. A lot of it came from setting it up. I just did a really okay. poor job of setting it up. So I
4: don't know. I panic every time. So. I mean, we no, we I sold. It's it's it's
5: difficult for
0: everybody.
1: I saw yeah. that I saw that we got a question there uh, from C.M. Bellped. Uh We we actually. You know, oh, the, from Craig, yeah, from Craig. So, the, the event actually went really, really well. We sold 76 bottles in an hour, oh, wow! Wow, uh, which is insane. You know, we sold 76 bottles in
0: an hour, it was class. Chris Platner has a message for you.
1: Oh, oh, god, he wants to insult me, doesn't he? <laughs> no, he said happy anniversary.
0: Oh, thanks, baby, <laughs> <laughs> not to be sexist or anything.
1: Um, but no, seriously,
4: <laughs> baby's the name of the game tonight, <laughs> and I'm a girl. <laughs> But
1: no, seriously, you know, we sold 76 bottles in an hour or whatever it was. And like people were so, so happy. We sent them a bunch of swag and all people had to do was buy a bottle to get in the taste it, to get their foot in the door
0: and like, you, spent, to it. you know, you, you, to you, it.
1: You, you, and the retail store is super happy. We're obviously ab- above and beyond happy. And the consumer has an experience that they've, they would never get unless they went to literally Scotland to get
4: so.
3: And then they get to tell their neighbors when they come over for the barbecue. Yeah, yeah Let's tell you all I these made, awesome I things about Ahmed Which Pooch leads me like,
4: to, like, I don't think, and I've been saying this to brands that are out here now, like, craft is like, you will not survive unless you have single barrel picks, I fully believe now. But there what's are brand, the longevity of those? I, there, mean, I don't think that there's longevity. What it is is that we want, um, we want to feel, consumers want to feel like they have, a say in everything that they do. So if that liquor store buyer picked that specific barrel, we're catering to them. Yeah, It's no longer which skew do you like. It's you chose this barrel. So everyone's becoming their own blender, taster, etc. I agree. And it it does feed the ego, right? Oh, it absolutely does. But they can hand sell it, right? Like if I picked a barrel, which I did at Driftless Glen, I was the barrel picker. I could sell the shit out of that Single barrel, because mm-hmm. that's all we did was single barrel. Right, releases. and you're in
3: Baraboo. What else is there to do? Baraboo. That is true. <laughs>
4: but um, at, at, at what there point there is one bar? Yeah. At what po- At what
0: point do we give too much attention to those individual buyers and we have to pull back from them? Uh,
4: but th- but I do think this is the future. I hear you. But it's the future. I mean, I have I have accounts that are like uh, whatever about bringing my core skus in, but still want to pick a single barrel. Yeah. No. I, that's I, wild.
3: But. But the, uh, it's, to me, it's what what's the strength of your brand where you can leverage exactly. Like I only have X amount of single barrels. Yeah, okay, I'm going to sell you one. I need you to carry my three core SKUs. Some brands, hell yeah, I'll, whatever you need. Yeah. Some brands get lost because Wilderness Trail. I'm just picking them randomly. I don't know, but we'll right. sell me a barrel and that's it. I don't need yeah. to touch any of their core SKUs. And I think for each brand, it's different and it's a different balance. And it for us, it's a different story it, in you know Maryland yeah, totally, than, totally. than but then Tennessee, it, but
4: yeah. I just feel like you hit this point of of single barrels are the future where, you know, we've talked to a couple places um, who are trying to refinance and things like that. And we've thought like brands. Yeah. And we're like, why wouldn't you if you have a ton of money or something and you're trying to start something tomorrow, why wouldn't you just source from all over the U.S.
3: You become barrel.
4: Eight barrels each, and Burbank then you barrel. get you get a count, Burbank, yeah. and you come on over. We sit in really pretty leather chairs, because, and we do our own blends, and I will give
0: you whatever you want. To put devils advocate to that, because Malort's doing that. Malort has picked some wonderful MGP barrels that are no older than that's fi- MGP.
4: I'm saying like let's just get a Rick house of everything.
0: We what uh, of like craft distillers combined? whatever
4: milk. you want, yeah. If there's good, fo- like Sonoma has some fabulous five year old. Can you guys do that right though? now? If someone gave you the right price, mm. well, so I'm saying not... like, rich dude shows so up. You're saying that you're open doing. to bribes.
0: So Calman, I come on. Um,
4: I no, <laughs> I'm not taking on behalf of Sonoma. I'm saying if I was, if I ran into,
0: what are your barrels? Ten go for? million dollars. What do, what, do, what do your barrels go for individually?
4: We we don't sell them. You mean. The single barrels, yeah. So we do ten dollars above what your retail price would. So it's like our 55-ish. so our bourbon and rye are thirty nine ninety nine. It's gonna be forty nine ninety nine per bottle. Fifty three gallon for your gasp. retail, yeah. No yeah. half size. Oh, they are. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, so it's kind of nice. So it's like sixteen I know or I twenty paid cases for two already. <laughs> um. Right.
0: So our first Keen like but I'm just take. saying like if, if, if I,
4: what I guess what I'm trying to say is if, after talking to so many brands and things like that. If I had, if I fell into ten million dollars tomorrow, yeah, I would not start distilling. Maybe later, I would buy a shit ton of barrels and I would do a Rick House and I would do this beautiful. Where
5: would you buy the barrels from?
4: Everywhere I could.
5: So this is Scotland, like eighteen fifties, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, this you know, is it's exactly yeah, we're right. talking American blending at this on, point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah which I'm blending. totally for. Yeah. yeah. Like and you I think, tell me your price, God, price. I think we have we're an see, idea. Here. See $10, yeah. <laughs> seriously. My friend
3: in Vegas doing it.
5: But but he's getting MGP.
4: But I'm saying right. so, Yeah, but I'm saying, like, just start, source and just start sourcing, just start taking. Because yeah, you know, almost on. like for hold me on. being from a craft distillery in my first role, we had an excess of barrels. Like maybe I buy it from you at two years because you need money right now. And I let it sit in my rick house for another three years so before like I let it go.
3: My yeah,
4: same idea. So I think that's the future.
1: Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Um,
4: What's the thing?
1: I'm about to tell you
4: the thing, Jamie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Here's the thing with
1: Al Baldwin. Can you get your handsome lift guy to come and this is what take you away? Fucking hell! Give me a fucking break. <laughs> no, but genuinely, genuinely, genuinely. Here's the thing. Um, wh- how do you b- how do you build a brand out of that, though?
2: That's you what don't, I was it, wondering. It's, it's, because you
1: don't, you a because. A well, the thing is, the thing is, yeah, well, ten million dollars, ten million dollars, yes. You know, you put
4: a name could... behind it. Just think of single barrels.
0: But you, but but we can't all be barrel. barrel bourbon we can't all can be that. You we, can't be barrel bourbon.
4: It. Yes, exactly. But we, bourbon. but we all can't
0: be a barrel bourbon. But the thing is, though, no, we many... can't
4: all. But we also can't wait ten years for bourbon to come out. I'm just saying, like, mm. if if you asked me if I was handed ten million dollars tomorrow and you said you have to invest it in the liquor industry, that's exactly what I would do. See, I...
1: go ahead. No, no, I, I, I. I don't know where you're going to go with this Brett but I think that um, I think that you know if someone handed me 10 million dollars tomorrow and they were like "Oh invest in the liquor industry."
4: What would that, you do? Any country, any spirit? Well, I
1: would I would just I would I would develop a like a there's a game, basically game stock. <laughs> there's a basically a model in the Dominican Republic called Pedidos CIA which basically means my my order now um but it was, yeah. and it's like uh it's a liquor delivery service that's because it's very similar to drizzly but it's like it's much better it's much faster like you can you're talking about 30 minutes or less 25 minutes 20 minutes i'd probably develop something like that but that that's beside the point um i, I don't think that the thing that i think powers whiskey that really is powering whiskey on a national scale like if you want to make a lot of money it's brands like because you know we can talk about we can talk about you know the dancing goat we can talk about sonoma we can even talk about abelor if you want That's powered no. by perna we'll, rickard we will not but, but we won't because it's the greatest whiskey in the world we don't mm. need to talk anymore about it but seriously do you know do, big, what, do you want to know what kat would do she yeah i
4: do actually
1: she'd probably just <laughs> she'd probably buy probably
4: me, just open a cool bar where we could all drink
0: she'd, she'd probably
1: she buy said, me 10 million shots of her net <laughs>
0: She said, I would buy, I would drink so many pink beers. I, hate much I, like it. Oh.
4: I but, do think we're completely behind the colored gin phase, but that's fine.
1: But I think, well, oh, I hope so. But genuinely, no,
4: it's, it's coming just America's behind it. It'll be here.
0: But genuinely, all of
4: those flavored. Okay. Sorry, but those really those <laughs>
0: will only work in the atmosphere of like a bar or a club.
4: Absolutely, yeah. But on premise is coming back, and all of the flavored vodka people had to go somewhere. They don't know where to go. They're embarrassed to buy um, their tutti frutti vodka, on. so now they're going to do their pink rose gin.
0: That's possible. I I don't disagree. That's with
4: that. what they do, and it's not necessarily gin, but if there's just a really, like really, small amount of juniper and everything. If
0: we really hit this like roaring 20s phase that's being predicted right now, that's definitely a, po- a possible outcome.
4: Sorry, Keanu. Yeah, I'm what curious. Did you have to I mean, say? <sighs>
3: We're, we're so dialed in and you may maybe if old, t- old tub was regularly available um it might have been able to do it but for me it's old tub who sponsored the podcast if you go around to you know to the suburbs and people that haven't been doing this for their whole career or, or as close as as we all are most homes have a bottle of vodka yeah mm-hmm. a bottle of captain Mostly or bacardi
0: like here you're describing um, what's that like here you're describing no
3: no not the, the exact opposite they maybe have a Glenn Fidick or Glenn Glenn Levitt twelve. No offense, they just haven't made it to to, to you yet. Mm. Um, a couple of bottles of wine and and, and maybe uh, Jim or Jack, and then maybe Maker's Mark handle or Woodford handle, like right. whatever they're buying at Costco, and that's that, all they buy. And honestly,
0: that's a pretty extensive bar so, you're describing for average for, American. But that's probably so. Let f- me jump in here exactly
1: on this point because I think this point is is perfect for me. Right. Um. The the point I was making before, right, is that. If someone hands you $10 million, right? And we talked about this recently. The last time I was I was down here, the last time I got blasted. I was like three we're talking about, We're talking about like making brands, right? Hence the suspension. Someone hands you $10 million, right? How much money do you think is really in the single barrel business? Because when we talk about single barrel guys, we're talking about probably less than 1% of people that
3: actually buy whiskey. Oh, way right? less.
4: But that is what the accounts are buying. We're not no, selling to the consumer.
3: That's what I'm saying. It's like Kirkland's, I, I would want to be the next Kirkland because I've penetrated Maker's Mark, I've penetrated Jack or Jim. But gin, how do you
4: become that? That's usually larger find brands. Some
3: real, well, I got $10 million. I'm going to find... 10000000
4: million doesn't go that far. No,
3: on, right hold there. on. Hold but on. Hold on. Hold on. This is, is my like point. You need
4: five. But how do I, I, I
3: want to be the brand that would, none of us would ever own? This is my
1: point. Exactly. This is my point. The whole thing... you saying. The whole thing is, that, it, it, honestly, if you have $10 million, the, the first place that you want to go isn't to the single barrel people. The first place that you're going to go is to the, the, the colored gin people. Right. 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 But, but, now, but that's still a
0: gamble. Exist. It's not it a it Doesn't exist. You know, oh, you, I mean, honestly go to RTDs Yeah. I mean But right even now,
4: RTDs who, you guys, they are so they're they're a dime a dozen. I get five cent to our office a week. Like there's there's not you but, with ten million dollars, you do not have the marketing money behind that. So this oh. is
1: this is my this is my whole point. Like can you They're really, everywhere. Is there really what is the last small brand that's made it massive that we know of? Screwball. I I I was gonna say
0: Tito. I'm gonna say Screwball. uh, I was gonna say Tito's. They're they're dying out.
4: I consider it massive that they had. Well, Uh, I don't know this, but but I think they could have sold. They held
0: a space for three months
3: and then. I think they could have sold though. Like if
4: you have an offer to sell, I think you're you've made it in my mind.
3: Then would it be Bullet? I mean. To go globally but that was that was twenty Tito's, years. I mean, Tito's, right. globally,
4: no, globally, Tito's I don't think a that's fair. Twenty-year effort,
3: though. I mean, but I'm saying, right. like, if I have really so was, so is I mean, bullet. But, but they you know what? Right. No, they, you guys are thinking too but much. Uncle I'm saying, is, saying
4: you get ten million and you want revenue back is what I'm trying so to you're say. All right, but that's
3: a small right. you're playing in the small end of the pool. I
0: mean, it's not. I mean, you give ten
4: million and I open a craft distillery tomorrow in Pilsen. I'm fucked. Screwball. I'm not making money. I can tell you for a fact.
0: Screwball's a great shout because it happened. Overnight, and it was a bartender. Yeah.
4: It was a home. Oh, was a bar, bar, bar. Here's a question, yeah. Yeah. San Diego.
3: But Here's a, a question though. With ten million, like you're gonna make twenty? You're gonna make thirty right.
1: million? No, I don't think so. Do you think so?
3: Well, then his uncle nearest. I mean,
0: they're the I mean, honestly, if you want to go with anybody not making their own juice, it would probably be Proper Twelve. Uh, that, well, sure. That's, look, lads. That sure won't look. be here. A year no, but from now, see, no. who the fuck is this But so, see, he I stopped, He stopped fighting because he made so much money from his whiskey. Right, but okay, but, but hey,
4: coming from a girl who wrapped and imported a celebrity whiskey, yeah. There are hundreds of millions of dollars of the marketing going behind oh, Proper Twelve.
1: Hundreds. Oh yeah.
0: Millions, yeah. I mean, coming from a girl who proximal was, was like coming from a girl who <laughs> promoted. I'm just Tina saying, a like van. a
4: celebrity's not going to cure everything, and it never does. Like you can see, uh, Jenny McCarthy, like she did that. Blonde. I know it's like a bad example. What's but the? Uh, what's the? All of this takes Kardashian way bitch? more money. Oh, uh, Kendall Jenner doing eight one eight tequila. Which yeah. Kendall, please call thoroughbred for your. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thing. The sold- we go. The My my good friend and colleague Benjamin Carr could do a better label.
3: Uh, but the Rock sold three hundred thousand nine liter cases at what seventy nine ninety nine a bottle. i'm just
4: saying with 10 like i think everyone overestimates what 10 million does it's not much that's a startup that's that's why i'm saying that's That's a startup and if i was starting up in chicago today that's what i would do i wouldn't buy a still i wouldn't do that i would get a really plush place where everyone can stroke their own egos
0: I love stroking egos. I
4: mean, men do. That'd be a good and brand that's name. Stroking so ego. So do women, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's you fair. Know, so be that's so fair. So I, guess I, I mean, think men l- mine like it
1: more. But but, but, rich but
4: rich men gravitate towards whiskey more than rich And that's women. the whole part yeah. of being
1: a rich totally. man is that you do get to stroke your own ego. And, like, I'm a I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> a poor... <laughs> I'm talking for I'm a poor, ugly man, but I love stroking, <laughs> stroking <laughs> my whiskey. Bye, <laughs> oh, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Look,
4: but I you think get what I'm saying, right? No, like no, I just I think the the idea of opening a craft distillery is hard unless you have the marketing dollars. Like I get frustrated when I'm out here slinging brands with quality spirits. But the thing is, and the then thing something, is, something like Kendall Jenner's tequila comes out and it's gonna crush. But the like, thing is, here's the here's the, the big career. thing.
1: Yeah. Here's the big thing though. Maybe. Here's the big thing. Here's the big thing. Look at all. Like, have you tried? I mean, you've tried Proper Twelve, right? Yeah. Dreadful.
4: It's dreadful. Like, it's absolutely dreadful. My fiance, who like he's not a whiskey person, he's a hockey player. He tried it. <laughs> he tried it at a liquor event and spit it out.
1: Dude, so here's here's the thing that I think, guys, like, at a whiskey event. I don't think I don't. I think this is. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. I think this is the tip of the iceberg for that that side of things. Because listen,
0: because you're on the Titanic.
1: We've talked. We've talked about. We've talked about this so many times on the podcast. Oh, it's countless at this point you can have, i'm has someone got a really big knife or something i could just fucking stab him um but no so we've talked about this countless times you can have you could have the greatest literally objectively you could have the greatest tasting spirit on the planet but if you don't have the market behind it if you don't have the branding if you don't have the money it's gone
0: that's where right. star Wars went wrong hiring me you know and great juice. bad marketing <laughs> i even think
4: we're past the point of just for myself like so we get a lot of brands that cross our um, office, whether it's like, hey, they need help with financials or marketing or Can you design. describe
0: what your company does?
4: Yeah. So essentially we're a one-stop shop. So tomorrow you do get this $10 million we keep talking about. Um, From you personally, we have a team of 18 people, and we can essentially do the engineering to build your distillery. We can help you distill because we have three time, three full-time distillery distillers to help mm. you distill. Um, we have creative directors that can redo your label and packaging, um, finance, and social media. It's
3: about Literally everything. You don't race horses.
4: We don't. Wow. So people it's think not that a collected by thoroughbred. <laughs> Darn it. Um, where was I going with this?
0: What are you doing? You're 18 people. Yeah.
3: 10
4: million. No, no, no. But, but before that, we were talking about um, the amount of whiskies that come across our desk and... Mm, good ones
0: with yeah. no... What do you do? With, oh, or do you yeah. get a $10 million backup?
4: W- with, with nothing behind it. Right. Is, so I've had, um, recently we've had some people from our distributor like come over to our office, mm. sit down and taste through our SKUs. And while I'm there, I'll say, oh, taste this. And it's random brands we have not signed to. Right. And... I have noticed that, like the whiskey drinker, someone who knows cocktails, someone who has a history in spirits, we're all tired of the young stuff. Oh yeah, but there are a few that are like That's, such promising well, gems. You but and I the had that experience aren't ready for it. Yeah.
0: Well, and that you and I had that experience while at that whiskey taste or uh, judging competition we were at yeah. back in October. We tasted some young stuff. But like it's some pretty. It, it tastes pretty good. But we but we also knew some brands that were hidden inside of there. We're like, and it, for me personally, there was one ber- two brands that spoke out. were like I'm pretty sure I know what this is, based on the category that we were tasting, and I was rather disappointed. And then when we got the actual results back of in the showing of, I, the, I just the revealing of the brands. I was like, we well, were right.
4: I just feel like the the days of younger whiskey are done, and I. I'm kind of contradicting myself because I do think there's some beautiful two-year-old whiskeys out there that are like, this flavor at five, ten years are going to rock everyone's world. And I just don't know that people... We're at that point where consumers are really intelligent, but they're not ready to like care for a new whiskey.
5: But but I also feel like... uh... If, if we're talking uh, scotch in American, just for example, I think they're going in inverse directions. I think that y- people are starting to appreciate younger scotch more and younger single malts more just because of the uh, the, the extra, I guess, oomph, the extra flavor, the extra zip yeah. that a younger malt can have. The, the more malty characteristics versus, um, you know, with bourbons. I mean, we just have so much... Uh, so much of or american whiskey in general we just have so much available to us now that's here's, of age
1: here's my question to that though my, my, just play, to play devil's advocate um would you ever recommend anyone without without mentioning an age on scotch like would you ever for example the Abra or right it's yeah probably one of our best if not if not the best Aberlour that we've got going, you know, as far I, as yeah, I um, agree. The IWSC says that it's one of our best whiskies of all time. Blah blah blah. I've never heard anyone um, recommend Scotch to anyone without putting
5: an age on it. You know, I, I think that's changing. I really, I, 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 and I, and I, I, I think it's it changing. Yeah.
1: I
3: agree. Well, pulled the Navigator, and it was NES. It, I think it was harder maybe over here than maybe there. But trying to NES, then NES became it just came out so quick. Yeah. But before kind of the shortage and the price increases and removing age statements, because we were no just real, making ground. The and shortage,
1: you, the shortage isn't so, uh, the shortage isn't something that's happening right now. No, no, this, when is, we talk 10 about years, stock, this is 10 years ago. Yeah. When we talk about yeah. stock, we're at, we're, when we talk about NES, especially people seem to have this idea that it comes from the idea that we don't have stock. Like the Scots are the cheapest, fr- most frugal bastards on the planet. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have, 20, 35, 30 million barrels out there, but it's more—it's more like looking into the future and being like, "Do you know what? This isn't sustainable." Yes, we have the stock, we have the stock, but this isn't sustainable, you know. But
3: a dozen years ago, they misforecasted Asia, and yeah. that's what happened. And all of a sudden, over here, as NAS was starting to hit and become a thing, and I sold Scott, I sold the IBHL portfolio from I don't know 08 to '10 or something like that, '11. People are into NAS. Once you explain to them what it was, Navigator and, and the old Pulteney Peets. And, and half the time, or, time it tastes better anyway. Peats. Right. You know. But then all of a sudden, all their stuff with age statements went up in price or the age statement went away and no one really understood what happened. And I think when you combine that with the craft beer movement is why we are where we are with the American whiskey movement. Also, world single malts. Because if let's say you just only bought, bought Old Pulteney or Sp- perfect example, Spayburn 10, Twenty seven ninety nine. You can't go wrong. It you can't go wrong. It's too cheap. All right. Spaburn 10 now 2999. Okay, I, I can still do that. 3599? All of a sudden Spaburn 10, 3499. Wow, what else is out there at 3499? Tons. Way better. Twelve-year-old Glenfiddich, Fitch, Glenn Glen etc. Now all of a sudden though, those twelve year olds went away. Like the statement went away. And then it's like, well, I'm Jake's standing here in Benny's. I was here to buy a single malt anyway. Let me try this Star word you got. Hey, you know what? That hits the notes I'm on, and I don't want to buy this Lafroig with no age statement anymore. I don't know why the age statement went away. Yes. I don't know why the price went up, so I'm going to grab it. And that's so I. That's where I think a lot of where we are now. And this is ten years ago. So
1: yeah, I I think I th- yeah I, t- I I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think I think the big thing comes that like single malt definitely has its had that idea of aspirational, and because to be honest, right guys, we're looking at. The last 15 years of the evolution of single malt, right, compared to the 50 years before that, the last 15, between, well, 10, between 10 and 15 years of, those, of the single malt market, for example, hmm. has been so much more explosive than the 50 years of single malt before. When you look at, you look well, at Glenlivet between- well,
0: five years.
1: Yeah, honestly. Mm, yeah, not, not so much, but you look at 1990 to 2005 right? You look at a massive brand. Let's take a random brand like Glenn Ah, uh, Yeah, dude. But I, I I, was trying my best to be vague, but there you go. Uh, ow. Christ almighty. Oh, wow. This is Key in the Lake, second year anniversary. There you go. Burping and slapping. About
0: um, an hour or Jake's,
3: Jake's going to go in for the suspension this time. <laughs> So, 1990
1: to 2005, just after Allied, early 2000s, when Allied Domecq bought, uh, you know, bought, you were bought over by Pernod Ricard, right. mm-hmm. um, the Glen had grown about 104%, 105% between those 15 years, which is a great growth, right? Over a 15 year period. Between 2005 and 2021, f- plus 400%. But,
3: uh, but where? How much US versus.
1: Oh, the sure. global, global right, globally, but it's globally,
3: globally. No, no, no!
1: In the U, in the U, in the United States, massive, massive dollar, growth. Yeah, but oh, if you're growth. going
3: by,
5: uh, you know, if you're going by how much money spent, the U.S. has just been ridiculous.
1: Yeah, the value, the value of Scotch, Sing, Scotch single malts in this market is just absolutely exploding. But we can't,
0: we can't f- neglect the Asian market as well.
3: I but I think that's again what I, I, I said on your a thousand where going, times. Yeah, and I mean yeah. I'm older, you know I was selling Scotch and, and you were maybe not even old enough to drive. <laughs> no I was just <laughs> I don't think he was yeah. old
0: enough to even like yeah, keep going, keep <laughs> going lads. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs>
3: that was the thing. Like just all of a sudden it was everything we just talked about. And, and and I wonder how much that played into where we are now with some of this craft stuff going on. Yeah. And then also what what Scotland's going to come back to in the US market because they don't need us. Like, they're no, doing just I mean, fine. Look at the Shivus everywhere else. Well, look you, at Shivus, right? Shivus uh, Regal, the Shivus
1: the the Mizanara, and things like that. Like, yeah. which is probably, I mean, I, I can't speak to this, but it's a very young whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. But it's got the word Mizanara on it, and it is flying like a
5: bat out of
0: hell. Well, in I mean, like, animation. you look at the whiskey in front of us right now. Sure. I mean, like, look at this RBEG 5. Yeah. It is, I actually bought it for $40 at Woodman's. Same, <laughs>
3: <laughs> so about <laughs> uh, ten uh, dollars in the average price yeah. of it. I thought Woodman's prices were like Fight Club. Well, oh, that's your problem. oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I bought it at Brett's house. Fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a $50 bottle of whiskey when I see mostly in retail. It's five year old whiskey, it's fruity, it has those aspects of Isla you expect from it, but nothing overwhelming, empowering. When if you drink Lila for like uh, 10 yeah. um, for that aspect, or even our big 10, really, to be honest with you. Um, v- delightful and enjoyable, but it gives me those smoky aspects that I'm looking for when I'm drinking an Isla whiskey. It's fantastic.
5: I, I always say the Ardbeg Wee Beastie 5 is more like a young Ugadal than a young 10, uh, just because of the wild fruity flavors. But I think that that's one of those things that people are starting to get turned on to with younger single mm-hmm. malts is yeah. how many fruity esters can just be packed into one didn't, spirit. Didn't we try our LaFroig six one night at uh
0: Scotchmont Whiskey Society? Or was that was somebody else maybe? No,
5: we may have I it just it all I just remember trying through.
0: it and we were all and we were all blown away. Whoever I was with I it was it was also late. It was like one of the last whiskeys we had if it was there. It probably was the last <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. but,
3: but that's be the... <laughs>
0: so special to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: As you guys know, and I'll uh, my obsession with trying to figure out American single malts, or just single malts in general, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that one we tried today was awesome. You can You shout it out, uh, yeah, the mm. Stranahan Solera. Stranahan, Solera, Solera, yeah. yeah, class, it was really, really great. Class. Yeah. And my brother and I mind, worked that line. I
0: smuggled it back from Colorado. Yeah,
3: I'm gonna have to give him a call and ask. But him now
0: there, it's at Velvet Binney, so you can go buy it there. It? But yeah. I'm curious, forty one ninety nine.
3: Again, I still don't understand who that drinker is. There's been a lot of more publicity and articles on it. Yeah, but I wonder if that's a healthy thing. For the single malt for the people that are now got in at bourbon maybe they've had a rye yeah now they're gonna try some american single malts because my favorite distillery makes a single malt yeah and then all of a sudden like you know i never really liked scotch because my dad gave me something really peaty mm-hmm. and then it's like wait a minute you're telling me this arbler 12 is not that much different than this this
1: 45 bucks right yeah. this yeah.
3: eight-year-old well, american single 49.99
1: Depends on where you and buy it. It's a
3: great Scotch, point. You know, is it are there a bunch of twenty five year olds right now that in ten years are gonna be huge Scotch drinkers? I, I, I couldn't I, I
0: couldn't agree with you more, Brett. I mean, we look at these. I'll put it this way: Chris Blantner is now posting about single malt whiskeys made in America. Sure, and he was, his his handle is the Urban Bourbonist. And he's reaching into his ten, twelve thousand 12,000 followers that he has and the great influence he has in the bourbon community by drinking a single Thanks malt Thanks to his early
3: appearance on Key and the Lake. Pretty much. I, I
0: pretty much uh, all granted towards we that. We actually get a commission I this. hope so. But no, it's guys like Chris that are exploring into that category. And that category will only evolve as, as we talked about, the online premise, the home premise, researches and d- dives into it. And I think, I, why wouldn't you drink this amazing single malt from Stranahan's for $42? Right.
3: Like but go. then all of a sudden, a guy who doesn't like scotch. Yeah. 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 I mean to, but a guy who doesn't like scotch all of a sudden is now open to an Anoch 12. Yeah. A Ball Blair. Now they're back to age statements. But, you know, like, because once they make the connection of, oh, single malt. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't like scotch. Cause I tried my dad's once when I was 22, and <laughs> it tasted like a campfire. Yeah. Well,
0: like, we're doing our, our uh, blind tasting with 15 people from Key in the Lake that one that opportunity to hang out with us for an hour, you know, on zoom. Cause it's really Can't cool. I lost. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, do you think somebody's going to be able to tell the difference between Nova and Avalara 12? If it common, I put those two up. I like, know. No, exactly. Like, Especially if they didn't know they were part of right. Yeah. And Wait, then what, 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 what was the question? But then, so but then, then you, but <laughs> then you also put in uh Wilson's one of Wilson's rise. It's also spicy, has some elements, not, 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 not going to bring that wine influence to it. Completely obviously
3: blind. That would be a crazy outlier. Right. What's this? Yeah. Blind. So are, uh, Keen, yeah. you 12 year old.
1: <sighs> tough. Right. Tough. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think if you add a rye or a bourbon, then it's obvious. But like, if, if it's two single malts, pff, it's tough, man. I think the thing is, but it's enjoyable it, overall. It's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. And I think if, if, if someone says blind, you know, you could probably say, you not, know, if not you like Stevie com- completely blind, he's not blind. Com- Whoa. <laughs> completely oh. blind completely blind if someone says if someone says oh one of these is a scotch one of them's an Australian single malt you're gonna be like no clue but if you say one of them's a Shiraz battle or whatever then you you
0: yeah maybe you'd but then it.
3: switch star out with westward with yeah just pick an American single malt westward yeah. pick an Indian single malt pick Cavalon I mean oh, right. Was all
0: right everybody Taiwanese Taiwanese Taiwanese
3: right we're oh, yeah Cavalon. Oh, uh, All of do do Zacharias Bob Zacharias is coming here. down the stairs. I don't see his feet yet. <laughs> um, do you have no, entry no, entry no. music?
0: You can dun dun da dun dun Brett, while you're
4: up, can you grab me a highlight? I thought it would be too harsh with the
1: tequila. Grab me a highlight, please. Oh, okay, okay. Brett, go up me. The new,
0: the newest member of Maplewood. Long Ridge Maplewood Zacharias, the, myth, the oh, Yes. Um, Bob Zacharias, who started basically hosting us at the wonderful Fountainhead Roof Deck Garden. R.I.P. In early June, June 3rd, I think was the first podcast we recorded there, and recorded for all of the entire summer yeah, and fantastic. into the fall, actually into the winter, basically at that last tasting. Yeah. As we were wearing peacoats and jean jackets underneath our peacoats. Cool. He hosts. We were real cool. I, I
1: suppose it's not RIP. It's more PIP. Yeah. It's more like postponing no. no I,
0: I, after a no, no wonderful RIP, birthday yeah. dinner with Bob a week, yeah, that or, was great. a week or two ago, I think I think optimism is high. Mm-hmm. And we will welcome back Fountainhead to Chicago at some point in our lives. With open arms. And hopefully we'll not be gone forever. I don't believe it will be. I don't, think, I don't think it will. Up. But anyways, former beverage director, manager of Fountainhead, now current... Manager at Maplewood Brewery and Distillery? Mm hmm. Brewery Bob and story, huh? Z Zacharias. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Home Thanks, of the guys. obese pug.
6: Hey guys. Yes. Um, uh, that is um, one of the beers. Yeah, more beers. Jamie, don't
0: tell us about your Foster personal dog life.
1: <laughs> you. Bobby Z <here. laughs> as well, hey man. The, the beard. How's everybody doing? Oh. The beard's looking slick. Well, <laughs> huh?
6: yeah, I got to trim it up a little bit. It's looking that, fluffy. But, I love you it know. I
0: like that though. Come on, man. just wanted to the
4: Baby's
0: the the adjective of the night. Baby is. Yeah. Can I offer you some of this? <laughs> oh yeah, Glenn Farquhar. Yes. Did you bring a cup? I did. I did not. Brett, did you steal my glass?
1: No. no. Bob, I, I actually have a, a really serious question. Right. Before we get started into this shit, um, <laughs> sorry. Before I just jump in here. Uh, no, I actually have a semi-serious question. Semi. Um, Semi. are you a Lyft Semi. driver? I, I am not. It's just because Jamie got asked that by a Lyft driver tonight. And yeah,
0: we, we, we didn't bah believe her. Bow, bow,
4: bow, bow. You I thought it might so
1: <laughs> Still got it. So don't you know, pumping? still it got, got it.
4: <laughs> Anyone looking for a date in Lagrange? I've got a Lyft driver.
0: <laughs> Was there pizza? No. Oh, did uh, you order pizza? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but back to the real conversation.
6: I like that jacket. I, I, have one, I have one. I my wedding. I have one uh, similar. I wore it at my I'm wedding sure that
0: Calum was not invited to. I'll probably wear it at Jamie's wedding. Uh, hey. Uh, also,
1: that's actually serious. That is a serious question. Did my invite get lost today. in the post?
4: You've so, been. Yes, I didn't so know when you were coming back to the, the states.
1: That's a lie with, uh, because your wedding... I'll bring a plus two. Uh, was a plus two. I, wasn't, I wasn't even invited we'll to the wedding before I uh, So I've been waiting to get you yeah, on your citra own. Citra
6: and uh, Meridian hops. So right. super uh, I'm coming berry citrus, tropical crushed. So we're having a nominations uh, Yeah, just released right today.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay. Bob, uh,
6: cool. uh, Lounge-only release.
0: I would love to... Because uh, we're going to have them on the podcast very soon. What's uh, What's good with Maplewood? I need... What's you, that? Maplewood. What's good? What you, oh, oh, everything's good with Maplewood. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, so I, put it in, in little context. Like yeah, so put it in context. We it began as a brewery in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my opinion, makes some of the most delicious beer in the, in the country. Uh, I bring it to parties. I bring it to friends. I bring it for gifts, to people. Um, before, way before you ever started there, um, for the last p- few years. I mean, honestly, my relationship with them goes back to. 2014 selling yes. barrels to them for at Koval.
6: That is uh, that is when Maplewood opened was in 2014. Uh, so a good call there. Yeah. Um, My years and, are late. and yeah, uh, brewery and distillery. Um, they've certainly, you know, I think have done a great job in terms of providing a quality local product and then experimentation. There's always something new coming out. There's lounge only releases. Um, I think some of the great things about Maplewood is that they're able to. Not only have a core lineup that is uh, consistent and that has uh, built a fan base in the city, that now then allows them to be able to experiment more at um, at the lounge, tap room, at the production site um, there to be able to do a lot of other cool new things. The, their use of the use of hops, I mean, they're. Uh, I mean, Charlatan has become oh. kind of almost like the second wave of a daisy cutter in terms oh, yeah. of American oh, yeah. pale ale, local pale ale, um, and then from Fat Pug, Oatmeal Stout. Um, oh, show you a Fat Pug. As, Stout. I love that. Yep. Uh, I the love go to of Jamie's. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> um Plasky Pilsner, um, and then Son of Juice is kind of the flagship They've got uh, that hazy at IPA
4: the White Sox Stadium.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm. It's at Midway
0: Airport as
1: well. Hey. Oh what? Hey.
4: Yep. Well, I think Maplewood
1: is really growing. Though, they right? are growing and I
0: like. Well,
4: I always think of Maplewood um, because back from like the first Indie Spirits I was a part of, they were the only table Promise? that had beer. Yeah. When you were, so we yeah. would all drink beer while while pouring whiskey for other people, yeah. and he already made a lot of friends that mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. my father included. Yeah,
6: and uh, and then distillery too. Um, they make um, so they what they what was really cool. I think that Boy does is, is they take a lot of their beers and then distill their beers. So the Fat Pug, they have a Fat Pug whiskey um, that oh, you would class. you would, and class, yeah. So they take an oatmeal <laughs> stout class, and class. then just and then <laughs> distill the oatmeal stout. Um so and you would you would swear that there is like loads of chocolate added yes, to it Yes, chocolate malt you would think like you would think that at they at least
4: put... 12%. Y- I mean yep. it's right up
6: you, or you would think they would like like just add chocolate to it it's but it's beautiful. not it's just from yeah. it's just from the malt. Right. Um, yeah. really interesting.
5: Yeah, we we actually did a sidecar with uh maplewood <gasps> whiskeys with Top their dirty. beers. That was mm-hmm. that was hugely popular yeah. with with some of our
6: and podcasts. From the Fountainhead days, I mean, I, honestly, I think, and I think at this time I was at the Bar on Buena, um, but I'm almost certain that Fountainhead may have been the first place to pour the Maplewood Whiskies before they were even invoiced. I'm i almost I, certain. I believe it. Um, I believe it, yeah. um, And well, so there's always been a connection. Sorry, what, what was Fountainhead? That, that i had. I think it was the first place to re- to like release or to feature Maplewood whiskeys at a bar in the city. That was my birthright. So what, what was Fountainhead? Sorry, <laughs> Fountainhead was I don't know a dream a oh, home, they, home. They a home they did not they did not that yeah. is uh oh, that's, that is a giant I can tell you the
4: whole story behind that, that he's got not, the Bob uh, Burger the Bob quesadilla not, no. the man is so
6: the next bar is
1: going to be called Pack Flick
4: is I'm not re-
6: yes <laughs> Pack Flick greatest game ever invented um <laughs> <that> is, <laughs> I'm not sorry not I know, left
1: early that night for for anyone that's not in the know um one night we sco- went the night that the night that scotland qualified for the european championships we went to fountainhead like and we shut the place down yeah and aaron was, was there as a. well a. A. yeah and it was, it was myself it was you it was cat mm-hmm. it was aaron it mm-hmm. was bro i think mm-hmm. bro was there and we invented a game called pack flick oh, back which back was when you flick a cigarette pack over a bar table oh, wait. And we played this game. This is not a word of a lie. For five hours, I believe it. To so about very wee hours of the <laughs> night slash morning. I had to. I had to go was... to a training in the morning, oh. and I was in utter pieces. Nine o'clock okay, in the morning. Okay. To be Ruff. the
4: token girl at the table right now, I will say. And I'm a little bit biased because Fountainhead was like my go-to whiskey bar early.
2: All of
1: Phenomenal
0: bar.
4: They, yeah, but early, like in the beginning of my career, I Same. kind of. But
0: um, you did you discover it? Like, if you were like an kind of like you discovered an emo band. Actually, it was like Marty. was like. Were you nice there before everybody else knew it was female. cool?
4: But what I'm trying to say is they um. I think you guys had some of the most influential women in the industry. Oh, like to yeah. this day, like yeah, Susan, Susan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosie Robin. Tutter. Like she was with um, she's now with uh, William Grant and sons. William Grant. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Robin. Mm-hmm. Um she's where is she now? She's, she's at Monkey's like, Paw. Okay. Um, bro-y.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broy. Yep. Cat.
4: Cat. <laughs> cat <the> OG. cat. <laughs> um yeah, but like yeah. I, it was always like a spot where like females could Wait, know everything should. about whiskey. Yep.
0: Could we have? That and
4: that wasn't that was not ever. everywhere else, mm-hmm. right?
6: Oh. Yep. I, absolutely. That was. I think that was something from from the jump. That there, there was no. Right? Isn't that good? Yeah, it was a absolute It was an all inclusive place. There was no. Um. Well, but the other thing about Fauna too, I mean, I mean, two of my two of my favorite two of the first. Whiskey tastings I did when I started there were with Monique Houston. Oh yeah. Who and uh Stephanie Ridgeway. So you talking oh, cool. about lead female leaders in the whiskey so like and you're spirits talking, like, community eight, nine years ago. That like yeah, that like yeah. they were they were leading the tastings at Fountainhead for the yeah. staff right. were Monique and Steph Ridgeway. Um, uh, so I mean you're talking so. from from the day that Fountainhead opened, <laughs> it was always um
4: and what I was gonna say so the envelope, so the, the uh international uh, like representative of boulard calvados which is the largest calvados producer yeah um came to do a staff training at the northman and Browie knew more than than the international i i honest to god the girl was like i've no, been there this is exactly how it's done like 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 that woman can really do her research. Well,
0: I, I think it's a great point to put out and I mean from a personal standpoint, the first ever Star Wars event I ever did in Chicago was at Fountainhead with Women Who Whiskey. Yeah. And it was it wasn't it wasn't about <laughs> holding some pizza, uh, what, over and he's like, he's just like, yeah, I didn't know he's holding He's just, just like, yeah, waiting for the photo. Just put, op. It, let's put, let's put it on the table there. Oh, there we go. All right, got that. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was. I remember talking to Kelly and to Erica from the Whiskey, and they thought, oh, we never done an event at Fountainhead, but we want to do an event there because it's such a great whiskey bar, but we haven't had the opportunity to do it. And I was like, let like, I, I, I kind of know Bob. He's, he's okay guy. <laughs> He's an okay guy. and I think we can probably probably pull it off. And then we did multiple events there multiple. Um, throughout the last day, year and a half. I think, it, and I think that kind of
6: circles back to what um, you know. It was a special place, and something that that uh, that Aaron even spoke to is that it wasn't yeah. uh, that the whiskeys and everything, and the beer the beer program and the whiskey program and the events and all that stuff is great. and The rooftop was great, but the people that come through it, um, the people that that worked there, that went on to bigger and better things the people that we learned from in the industry that helped us that we helped that's what um that's the win you know that's what uh that's what ultimately I hope that that place is remembered for is that oh, yeah. the people that were involved either working there or that were involved in doing tastings there or that that grew in that space you know that's what yeah. it was all about
0: oh everyone grew there that's involved in this, yeah. in this living room right now in the dungeon of my basement I Circulated mean, right. by lights that are flickering on and off, and conversations that will go any direction. I think we all grew in that bar.
6: Uh, one of the first people I met, even working there, in terms of anybody who worked at a brewery, was was Kevin Carey from Magale. Oh wow! When they were just yeah. starting, I don't. Yeah. I and mean, we weren't we weren't the first invoice, but at that time, Kevin was still hand hand delivering kegs himself, yeah. you know? And so, and they were just, just opening and I was just starting there too. So like- But you, you guys, guys
4: continued that too. I mean, mm-hmm. I think oh, it's easy yeah. to say that like, oh, we were the first back then when there weren't craft things. Like up until last year, I remember like going to meet you- to taste Mm whiskeys and there was a guy who walked in he was like i just opened a brewery like i i don't have a distributor like we Mm. we hand do this Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah like we'll find a place or some you know one of your favorite skews and i think it's easy to say that you're that in the beginning but you guys stuck to that till the end so Mm -hmm.
1: so what you guys are basically saying is that we should all all of us Every person that's ever appeared on Keen Lake or every person that's mm. on the show tonight, we should all just up sticks, sell everything we've got, move <laughs> down to some tropical country, open a bar, brewery, and distillery,
0: and s- and just sell the shit out of everything. Yeah. Is as that what you're saying? As you're a collective cl- unit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to do but it all together, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You can't oh, count. yeah.
4: If we could all move to a little island, mm-hmm. I'm in.
0: Oh. Um, no, I. I that'd Wait, be. I think honestly, I think that'd be amazing because the, the minds that are in this room right now, minus me and Callum. No, no, no. Minus Callum. You can you can
1: say it, man. You don't have to. You don't have to like be humble. You can just say minus Callum. Like I'm there for the ride, though, guys. Come on, I mean, come on. Like how else are you going to laugh? You want you you guys would all be so serious. You well, would not have think, anyone to laugh at. I think the first
0: thing to take away from this conversation is that we need those spaces back. It's maybe it's not yeah. just Fountainhead, head, yeah. but it's everything else that mm-hmm. comes along with it. Yep, and as we slowly but gradually—that's kind come... of what
4: I was trying to say with the single barrels. Oh, yeah. Like I'm concerned about like the loss of, I guess, like people's expertise behind it. Like single well, barrels are mean? great. Well, it, we're leaving it up to all of the off-premise picks, and yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. That these people—they—they they open their doors. They have loyal customers. It's almost like a bar, right? Like, yeah,
0: and it was, oh, yeah, with an off it's premise. our bar right now, yeah, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah but
0: from I our don't... perspective, it's an
6: extension, yeah, I mean, it's almost well, uh, but I don't want these people who are like putting all their money behind it, is extraordinary. um,
4: and like you know, giving up their life savings to open a distillery, and like this is what they do for a living. I don't want those SKUs to go unnoticed, is what right. I'm trying to say.
5: From, from an off premise perspective, I yeah. completely agree, like. I just, you know, there's something there. That I don't it,
4: want single barrels to go away, but I also don't want it to only become that.
5: Absolutely. 100%. Well, how do you avoid that happening? It's, like it's really hard right now because, you know, I, I feel like we, um, in order to stand out, you have to have single barrels. But on the other as the a, end, as a I, shop, I, uh, Do you oh, mean absolutely.
1: a shop or a brand? As, yeah, yeah as I was going to say, as an offer from yeah. a shop,
0: yeah. Don't worry. I'll leave this conversation.
5: Yeah,
4: no, I'm curious, though. Like, would you say the amount of consumers come in, <laughs> or, give me a rough estimate percentage of the people, and Bob could probably speak to it with the market, Um, like a rough estimate of the people who are coming in and being like, what are your single barrel picks? Nah, uh,
5: 10%. <laughs> I mean, okay. honestly, it, it is oh, really? low. But I feel like you can't, you can't stand out if Mm. you don't have something
4: yeah but that makes me feel good because in my mind
1: yeah it's way lower i mean to be honest like i've seen the figures of some of these off-premises and and the the single barrel sales are very very low and like and to be honest like i totally get what you're saying but like I and obviously the single barrel programs are fantastic but i don't think that I don't think that it's specifically single barrels that, that 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 makes that difference. I think mm. it's anything that you can make to you to stand just like to stand yourself out from the yeah. crowd.
4: But we're well, talking. I'm talking. If you had only spirits on the only whiskey on the shelf, and then there were single single barrel picks. I'm not talking beer, wine, gin. Doesn't vodka. exist, does it? I, I would say no. That, but let's just put that in perspective.
6: Um, not for better or for worse. Um, that I would say that. People ask more for single barrel bourbon picks than they would ask for single cask Scotch picks. 100%. Yes, I mean right. I mean that's it's not I mean, market. I mean it's not even close. It's not the and same that's somebody market. who's picked out single barrel bourbons and single cask scotches and seen how both of them move, and again, what, what you- I would I love if more customers would walk into a shop and say, "Do you guys have any single cask scotches or single cask world whiskeys?" I really would. But more people are like, "Do you have any?" Do you have any BT picks? Do you have any of this <laughs> pick? Do you have any Four Roses picks? Do you have any Knob Creek picks? Like, Those are what people are well, coming Calvin in with. and I ran for into that conversation, in th- that
0: problem a few months ago at a uh, live whiskey event where we were talking about this individual conversation. During a literal event, talking about how single barrel picks were going to save this industry. Essentially, that was an our, our conversation. It was the point of view from people that were on the podcast, and we were thinking we, we we were talking about how the individual barrel picks actually originated from Scotland, originated from Europe, about how it translated over into America, and obviously we were people were picking up barrels individually from God knows when, um, and then growing exponentially throughout the decades. And then the late 1800s, when Booker and some other small batch small batch orientation started beginning, with you know whatever brands you want to call out, and they'll all say they're the first, but whatever. Um, the big brands started doing it in the late 80s, early 90s, and then obviously all these smaller brands started developing it in the aughts and then now to our current modern day selection. But it wasn't the first, and I think America prides itself always on being the first, and that's the fault of our own as a, as a country. We want to always be the best, the greatest, and, and the elite, but, we always, but we, sometimes when we do that, we neglect the past. And Scotland has been doing this for decades to decades, century to century when it comes to single-barrel picks. And if we inform those customers saying, you can buy a single-barrel – but it's not from the t- typical hand that you find in America through retailers. It's through these individual independent bottlers. That's what differentiation becomes, but it's also Alexander the same Alexander and thing. Sons and so yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. But
4: it's different. It's different. I don't think that's fair to say. Hold,
0: hold on one second, Hold as, on one second. As a Scottish employee of no, Scotland. No,
1: because I think I, I totally get everything that everybody's saying. And, you know, the, the beauty of single well, barrel picks. At, uh, at heart, I'm a Scot. Of course you are. Of course you are. Especially as an Everton fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So essentially, so I think you know, and I come back to this often. It's like my fallback argument, but I think it's very, very easy to 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 fall into the single barrel thing, mm. uh, and and fall in love with it, right? But it comes from this idea of exclusivity, mm. right? That's where oh, it comes yeah. from. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's where it's born. That's m- where it's born. The you, mark. Yeah. The, you, you turn up to whatever it is, right? Turn up to you what? You turn up to the beer cellar, and this is the only place on the planet that you that can get That you can buy individual Elijah Craig?
4: And these people trust their buyer. They've been here over and over yeah. again. Ian has told them what to buy, and now he picked this.
1: 100%. And so for a small-time company that's, that's managed, you know, obviously Elijah Craig is humongous and, and all that sort of thing, but... From, for a company to organize that across a United States scale, okay, it's, it's fantastic. But if you look at a global brand, and this is where the difference between bourbon and scotch really comes into play. If you look at Chivas Regal, right? Yeah. If all of a sudden Chivas Regal accounts, the greatest accounts of Chivas Regal, you imagine the best accounts of Chivas Regal in Asia, start to find out that there's been Chivas Regal single barrels sold. In the united states how do you think you'd feel oh yeah you'd like an absolute like, piece of shit. what yeah. about in brazil in canada in uh, greater parts of africa mozambique south africa russia right now and these are markets where elijah craig
4: older brands is 100 100 100 percent now we have thousands of distilleries getting licensed 100
1: 100 100 so for that that and that's only one part of the problem that's only one part of the a very 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 minor problem right um so i i I definitely see i definitely see both sides of the 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 single battle argument yeah the single cask argument i'm always i always think you know in a a perfect world in a perfect world i think everybody's going to do single battles but i hope uh, in the in the most in the utopian society, everybody's gonna have single battles in their house, you know? But that's
4: the thing is like there's not there's no longer an instant international brand because we mm. are so connected all the time. It's the same reason that World Whiskey is a section now. But right? we still
0: have to educate them on that brand. I mean, oh, I don't disagree. I mean I, I, I was I don't re- disagree, I but there's like revenue about, like hey do you want to do they were like reaching out to me saying do you want to do a whiskey tasting after I DMed initially asking, you know, like, hey, like, here's who I am. Like, yeah, let's do a tasting. I'm like, like, we have no idea who you are. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm like, oh, so you do want to do a tasting because you're interested in whiskey, which I love and which I thrive on. But at the same time, like, I've never heard of Star Wars.
5: Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing about single cast. I just want to throw this out there. And, and Please. Hopefully, I, you know, personally, I hope that Scotch single cast don't. Uh, you know, become a major fed because I love picking up my signatories, my caden heads, my Old Malt casks, <laughs> my, my Ferdinand Spade, you, you know, and it's not a single cask. Your Muddy and not, Sons,
1: your Alexander and you Sons. Know. Yeah, it's
5: all it's, of it's them. But, but, right. the but thing do you is, find those
0: as a single cast basically, on the selection of what we can find in America of the Scotch distilleries? The,
5: the, the bottlers. The selection we... Ha- I feel like the selection we have in America is so much better than the selection they have in the UK because mm-hmm. over there, people are... Clamoring for it. There is there are people setting up Dude, the uh, Royal
1: Mile in
5: Edinburgh. Sorry. The Royal to jump Mile in. in Des Moines, Iowa?
0: No.
1: <laughs> the Royal Mile. So there's a mile between the castle at I've the top of Edinburgh and there's a mile of concrete cobbled stones. Yeah. Between the castle and the parliament, right? Yeah. Mm. On the mile is the official Caden Head shop. Brexit. Right? When I was nineteen I moved to Edinburgh. And I remember we were out one night, right? It was three in the morning. I was blasted.
0: Sorry, I think it accidentally <laughs> is <yelling. laughs>
1: I was absolutely blasted. As you guys know that, I would never do that never. normally, right? About 18, 19 years old. Uh, all, all, of course, really high-end whiskey. None of this cheap vodka shite, of course. <laughs> hmm. And I remember we were walking down the road because the boys wanted to go and see the, the Arthur's Seat. They were like, oh, we'll climb Arthur's Seat. We're wasted. This is class. Arthur's Seat's the big hill in the or the extinct volcano in the middle of Edinburgh. <laughs> And we like, all oh, right hey, boys, let's
6: fucking go. Hey, fantastic.
1: We're down we're walking down the road. There's a queue outside a shop at 3 30 in the morning. No joke, right? 3 30 in the morning. There's probably a hundred people. And we're walking past the queue, and I was like, Oh, there's obviously a concert. Ha ha ha. No concert. It was a couple of caden heads. Oh. They were launching a line of caden heads. Yep. What have gone to End up at Benny's here? And none and not a single and not a single person, not a single person. Well, I but mean, that's the, the boats the issue. that I spoke to, none of them were Scottish. They were all from France and from Spain and Germany. You occasionally meet the Scottish but boat. You guys, this is what I'm to trying help to
4: sum up from by saying that we only care about what we cannot get. Mm-hmm. So it used to be pappies. Now it's a single barrel. That's what shop owners can do. What whatever it was forty years ago, you might have had. X amount of scotches, X amount of bourbons, X amount of rice. There was no world whiskey. Now we have it. We and it goes back to our whole story of, of Brett talking about his virtual events, and that's the new future. Like everything is at our fingertips, and it's how much can we customize it? Because yeah. it's an egocentric society that we live in everything is after our fingertips so the closer i can get you to customize something the quicker you're gonna buy it and i'm just talk- i i I, I love I old I whiskey. I love Glenn mm-hmm. I love old brands. I love it. Like the history behind yeah. it. I But I'm an anomaly. We're talking about consumers. Consumers want what they can customize at their fingertips. Well, if th- there was a website that they could pick four mm-hmm. barrels and bottle, they would do it in a fucking second. And that's mm-hmm. what it's about. It's Ian, about feeding your own ego.
5: <laughs> well, and this is where I like to pendulum back to the don't rely on single casks because I feel like so many people are so – over the moon about getting a single cast, but they don't understand or appreciate the brand that it is before they try it. So what's exactly. the point? Yeah. You're just trying a whiskey at and that point. And it's and cyclical
1: many- now. It's all become it's cyclical, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like
5: do you do you buy the single cast
1: because you want the exclusivity, but then you fall in love with the brand and then the brand becomes this phenomenal thing that's a massive part of your life and then all of a sudden they release a single cast and you're I mean back.
4: everyone at yeah. this table will never admit it, but how many times have you been there and like we pour the single barrels and Somebody picks one that's shit. Well, yeah, no, me. not, not no, I me. Mean, you not know, know what, what I'm, I'm trying, trying to are say. There are no shit there. <laughs> I shit. No, but I, also I, I,
0: I literally just today was talking to a whiskey group about doing a just a taste. I thing. know not, that sounds not, bad, but
4: I'm no, just no, saying no, that not every barrel's great, and there's some phenomenal ones within it. But there is with anything, is what I'm trying to say, and that's the hurt in single. Whiskey is a guess.
0: It's a. It's It's all. It's all a bet
4: like the same batch think, the same think... distillation you guys going yeah. into the same pot we all know still.
0: that we all know that I think I think there's scope two there. centimeters
4: from the other the barrels right. that's not right. even regulated but that
3: goes back to the conversation I think we had the last time we were in this room do you buy a single barrel within the profile of Here? the brand yeah or for what you like
4: no, if I'm a, I'm going oh, to be yeah. honest, if I'm a buyer, mm-hmm. I'm going off my taste.
3: Sure, and hopefully you've built the development of right. people, and if it's a brand, and like I think Sagamore that's what you're going where- off
4: it, and that's what I'm saying that everybody becomes their own distiller, their own ego, and that's what we're living
3: off. Is your right an- now. so I would imagine that would be your answer for Sonoma, Sagamore, Starward. What if it was Opera, Elijah Lauer. Craig, Lauer, Unhorse, Maker's Mark, Maplewood. <laughs>
4: No, it doesn't matter. You're going off your taste profile. And they're like anyone who's worked at a distillery and has tried multiple barrels in one batch, you know that there's winners and there's losers, and you're blending together. But what you're doing is you are picking the best of the best. So, as if I was a liquor store owner, I get it because you're blending some shit with some really great (laughs) stuff. You can, everyone can say no, it's the truth. Mm,
1: Here's here's, here's my question. Here's my question to this. Here's my question to this, though. Uh, and it and it comes kind of on the back end. Because you're a foreigner. Right, I'm, I'm leaving. Thanks, guys. I think was on
3: suspension when we had this talk last time.
1: Thanks uh, think so. But one of my one of my big things is is that the guys that make these whiskeys, right, the guys that are doing these whiskeys, and I don't know if the control process is the same in the United States, but the guys in, I mean, let's look at Glenn Farkless, right? There's four guys, right, who have been working on the brand for 40 years that know what Glenn Farkless is supposed to taste like. Four guys, and they taste, and each or they nose, each one of them tastes uh, noses a thousand samples a week.
0: How many George Grants are there in the world?
1: Right. So, but this is my thing with single barrel, right? When does you know, and 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 it's totally true. The consumer, there are some consumers out there who have phenomenal taste and who who have an amazing but set of most taste buds, still. but ninety nine percent of them don't. But is the exclusivity going to run that run the course there, like? My question is, if you're going to this random buy in this random spot in this off premise place, how do you know that they actually know what they're talking about? But it's not
4: random, Callum. What it is, is these people are going to their neighborhood shop that they believe in that has taught them whiskey for years or they didn't know and they have continually upsell them and they know exactly what their taste is everything is a hand sell i mean you talk talk about like a going to a distillery right like my number one thing with consulting is you are dumb if you do not up price your bottle at the distillery because you're going to piss off everyone in the neighborhood mm. and everyone in the not only that the experience sells so you are giving Course. yourself an ambassador in each shop to go and sell this product and at the end it's a money grab yes our blenders are distillers way more qualified absolutely but how are you going to let that 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 uh liquor store owner know they, they don't care. What they see I, is Joe that that they buy liquor from. That buys a 12-pack of Miller Lite, right.
2: and
1: then he buys a bourbon, and then he buys a and rye. The and then a liquor store buys, buyer. Then he buys a single malt, and then he buys a Scotch single malt, and so on. Because
4: yeah. everything has become custom. Like, now that we can get everything online... It's all about going in the personal a shop is so touch. special, yeah. and but, that's why in person right. tastings are going to matter over virtual tastings at some point because it is that mm. personal connection.
3: Yeah. But I think what I mean, it th-
4: like, like I, I'm gonna bring it to this point think of online dating,
3: Ooh. you never, fall in love with never someone's never picture on
4: Tinder, oh. and you meet them, and you're they've so got a right
0: lisp, now? and you're done.
4: Oh, is it like, but it is, you're right, uh, that's, like, a great, that's
0: a great point. That's a great. Uh, we yeah. should,
1: we should, we <laughs> should invent <laughs> with Skinder.
0: But real quick,
3: here's here's what's interesting is we're in barrel select Nirvana right now, right? Yeah. Where everybody's, you know, I could sell every barrel I have, and I could twice as many as I have. I, I was in Michigan the other day, and I could have sold 35, every stop wanted a barrel. So we're in barrel select Nirvana at the moment. But, and no offense to someone like Ian or our friends at Gold Eagle, in this market there's three people that have done it very well for a very long time. Before it was even a thing. Brett, Gene, and Aaron. Fountainhead team Okay And Brett Has said to me Several times Like I'd buy that barrel But I couldn't sell it Like that's That's the one I want I'll buy that one and Why Because That's what I want This is what we'll sell And then the Gene has always been And I love Gene today, But always been the inverse Where Gina, Gene, Gene goes down the
1: bottom Warehouse He goes Yeah
3: That's what My I want My that and, But And Gene has trained his customers Trust Appointment like, customers Trust, trust like me where Brett has, you know, at the time, 16 stores, now right. 44 stores, where it was, this is what I want for me, but Best this popularity. is what it will sell. And yeah. Gene was always, this is, I'm Gene, you come to sit with Gene, we're going to do Warehouse if Profile. you're pay for parking, you're going to come buy whatever. Right, what and I then, bought. you know, and again, Aaron and Bob and the, and the team, those are the three that have done it old, as long as Not anybody. so much Bob, but... Yeah.
4: And uh, again, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying the fact that, Everybody, well, knows. now it's so accessible. You you can shop tomorrow, right. but, now, every, like, but now,
3: every but well, now, sorry, that was my point. But now, but now your bitter pops has it, multiple, right? L- it you know. used to
4: be that, yeah, that you this were the, the local whole point. celebrity, right? right? Like Mike this at Delilah, exclusivity. Had a right.
1: If you demand exclusivity from every off trade, like for example, look at Ian, right? Ian says, So hard. I love, I love, Ian is so hot right now, I love battle picks, right? Like, people like Gene, they're not dumbasses, man. Gene's right. an extremely good seller of what he does. He worked does. the fields in Italy. But Calum, but right? So hold, right. on, hold on, though, please. Because eventually what happens is we start to talk about these single barrels and everyone starts to talk about single barrels. Mm-hmm. And eventually single barrels, and listen, and as we all agreed, the original the original statement that I said once when we started this argument was the reason that single barrels sell is is exclusivity. If you go into mm-hmm. every liquor store and there's a single three, four, five single barrels, the, the the goldenness goes. The gold goes away. The gold goes away. Okay,
4: but wait. Let me just make one. I I do think this will round everything out. And Callum will make fun of me, but from the consulting side, you don't understand the amount of companies that are coming to us that are now just opening places for weddings for rich people that want to come and do their own barrel picks, their own blend, their whatever. And it's becoming, it's no longer shop owners need to do this. You can come in and make your own whiskey and do a rapid aging and it's there and it's for all of your groomsmen in in four months. Like that is the future of it.
3: Barrel pick. (laughs) Like whether it's one already made and someone cuts you a deal, but that should be your...
4: No, but what I'm saying is this is... That's not me. Like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. If be, I do right. it, and yeah. I have a history I, of it, I, but I don't I'm think saying we're like
0: Joe that.
4: Schmo that who drinks you? Maker's Mark. Like, there are, there are. I can say there's at least a dozen companies now that have opened up to literally make this for weddings, for, and the, like, that's, and that's why I'm saying where we've gone too far. That how do we go into the, uh, post,
0: post, the postponed wedding? Huh. <laughs> but then no. people, I'll
3: let you know. Right now, yeah. But as right, long as I get an invite, but, that's fine. But right now, as a guy who covers I know you're laughing, too many markets, your single barrels, which are hot as ever, yeah. you have three categories. Your club, where it drops and it sells in an hour. Yeah. Maybe two days, but it drops and it's gone. Right. Your independent For, store, yeah. like a guy like Ian, uh Gold Eagle, where they, they, they've you know, uh, Fountainhead Market, where they've got a good reputation, they've made good picks. It might take a month it takes some time, or two, yeah. but but it's going to sell and, and it's it's going to be sought after because you're going to add to that list. And then you have like the total lines who, uh, you know, how many from your series, Hey, do you have a single barrel program? Yeah. Okay. We'll total take one. And then it just sits there in a 35K stack, which no one touches <laughs> Yeah. It. It's just it's like no a with is.
4: customization that has gone too far. Right, which is to have one, but they're so, not so doing anything society, with it. I mean, it's, it's society. Those are your
3: three markets. And then, yeah, your other one is pretty cool. What is he doing? <laughs>
1: So, up.
0: I don't know. I think it's a wonderful way to uh, sum up the uh, three hours of the. Way to get uh, the- <laughs> so, uh, by the way, I,
6: I know I joined late, but congrats to you guys for two years. Thank you guys for no. having me on. No, for thank you. Access, so. Really, well, you guys have been. This, this is you guys <laughs> really have have all, almost almost help build a whiskey there's already been a whiskey community but you guys have even further that over the last 2 years in getting people on and whether it's whiskey or beer too um other spirits um in terms of doing that, and then you know, it's just been it's been a blast. So thank you guys for for putting this whole thing together. Cause thank you. Well, I mean,
0: that's what that was our goal. That's our goal.
6: We can all just bullshit at a bar, but you guys put it on <laughs> something. So true. We could. And you guys, you guys put it to to something where other people can see it and, and to get a back, you know, the behind the scenes sort of thing in terms of whether it's the sales side, the retail side, the on premise side, yeah. uh, the ambassador side, all of those things. Then bringing it into one sort of Way of sending it out there to people. So appreciate thank you. you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you, Bob. And I
3: think on behalf of Calum, thank you for reminding us of the conversations we forgot we had. <laughs> Always here. Always here, lads. Uh, Can't well, wait till I get resuspended. There any left
5: over there? <laughs> plenty. Is there plenty? And of pizza. Taken? And re- really quick, you know, from my perspective, we started out, uh, you know, just as a friend who listened to the podcast. Uh, this is true. The I, I think oh, that one good. thing I really appreciate about uh, the three of you being jake callum and wilson is uh you know jake with the inquisitive part of this wilson with the reflective part of it and callum with kind of the both um, <laughs> it's just it's such callum a, being an arsehole
1: it's, it's, uh, thanks for that callum. it's
5: such a great combo and and i appreciate the podcast and here's you know here's to many more years thank, thank you very you. much. thank Dan. you i appreciate you no uh
0: appreciate our whole entire goal was to obviously as i said at the very beginning four three hours ago um Was to provoke conversation between friends, community, and uh, whiskey like minded people. So I thank you for that. Um, Thanks for joining us in here. I'm sorry that the Instagram live did not work. (laughs) Uh, We'll try it again in two years. All right, Brett. Two years. One One year, baby. One year. Whiskey week. Whiskey week. We have uh, things coming up. So please stay tuned to uh, the Key in the Lake. Whiskey tasting series that is coming upon us, and for all those people who are who won a conversation with us on March fifth, uh, congratulations, because we're hot. I'm sure they won. <laughs> yeah, if uh, anybody made four,
1: it this far, three. you're a fucking legend. Yeah, I'm. Basically. I'm. I'm
0: gonna guess bourbon librarian and Mikey. Maybe bourbon just... UG maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Maybe. Cat made his Cat mind. 100% made his <laughs> <dog>. Cat's on their 15th fucking I'm turn so turn so it. It. He's like, yeah,
4: like, fucking, yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm with fucking, I'm with Bob on I an icebox.
0: <laughs> no, but truly, this, con- this, this podcast is built on conversation and to build community together, so I hope we've done it with you if you're out there still listening to us. For all of our friends here in the Keen Lake recording international studios in the Lakeview neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois, I would say one last... Cheers.